Welcome to uh, episode 28 of the Draft Champions Podcast. I'm here with Mike DeMouth again, and I won't even bother mentioning his Twitter handle because, uh, spoiler alert, it's Chamber. Uh, what's up, Mike? First of all, already, as I said before, you know I'm agitated coming into this show, right? And I, and I know how clear it came across with you just your opening right there. It's had a little little muffle, like you stumble over at the beginning, right out of the gate. Just just like that, out of the gate, I'm already here. <laughs> that was actually one of my better ones. That was your, that was your best work. <laughs> Something like that stuff. I, I, I was actually I was actually wow. This went well. Look, I'm gonna tell you something right now for anybody who's listening to the show. Just 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 buckle up because I'm gonna tell you. All right, eighty eighty percent of what probably comes out of my mouth tonight is gonna be legitimate. Twenty percent you're gonna have to take with a grain of salt. That's that's for you to figure out over the course of the show. And what, what, I, what about what about, the rest? what about the rest? Eighty twenty. What what is there more than eighty twenty? It's a joke, Mike. Okay. Anyways, okay. go on. <laughs> that, that's if, if this is your best material you're bringing to the table today, Jack. It's going to be a long show. Yeah, every, okay. Well, sorry if everything's going over your head. <laughs> it's like it's going to be long as well, like that. So you so you try to use a Yogi Berra isamami? Is that what you try to do? You I, don't know? Know. I don't know. Fifty percent of this game is one hundred percent mental, or whatever the hell it is. Okay. No, I wasn't. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent of this game is one half mental. That was a, that was the actual quote. You know. So. Um, but anyway, so where do you want to start, right? For everything, where do you, where would you like to start? About my new Twitter handle that I've come up with right now, no, that I'm going to be premiering. Where do you, where do you want to start with everything? No, I think I think the Twitter handle thing, handle thing will be last. Um, let's talk about let's uh, let's address the elephant in the room, the uh, COVID nineteen. Oh, the elephant's already dead from the COVID in the room, bro. That 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 elephant, he's he's sitting there, he's convulsing, and he's probably going to be dead shortly because of this COVID situation right now, this coronavirus situation right now. Okay, so you don't so, want to talk. You don't want to talk about it. We can talk yeah. about it. Let, 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 no, no, Zach, by all means. Is that something that's on your, that's something that's on oh, burning, oh. burning in the back of your mind? The, oh, on the agenda? Because uh, I know you were pretty fired up about it before. You said like, what's, what's stopping these, uh, what's stopping these uh, drafts from happening? We should just do it. We should just do it. And, and wham, like this shit's serious. Uh, look, dude, I'm all over talking about this because everybody who's tuning in right now wants to hear my viewpoint and my position you know, know. on this, uh, on this whole thing. I don't know what your position over there in Canada is where again, uh, I don't, uh, think right? I don't think I don't think your viewpoint really matters to a lot of people to be. No, 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 it does. It does. Zach. That's where you, that's where you're mistaken. Right. That's why people are listening to the show. They don't they listen to hear your, your viewpoint necessarily. They're listening to listen to mine because they know that I'm pretty much going to go nuclear tonight on everything that the hell's going on. And nuclear is appropriate because it seems like right now we're in the middle of a fucking fucking some kind of zombie apocalypse because that's the way everything's treated right now. Because in my state, in New Jersey, I know you're in Canada. I don't know what they have out there. There's like nobody catching anything near you, right? The most people do is catch a cold where you are. We got, we, got, we got 500 people in Canada that has it. Yeah, 500 Canada, in Canada? Eight, eight dead, 500 have it a lot. Like I'm in Ontario, so that's where the 
the GTA, Greater Toronto Area. Um, right. that's, that's where um, the highest concentration is. So it's, it's, the, it's the state of emergency here. Um, everything shut down. They just shut down all bars and restaurants, big gatherings. Um, they, they just, uh, the, the prime minister um, just uh, banned all um, international travel in. So um, if you're a Canadian citizen, you can come back if you're abroad. But um, anyone... Um, if you're abroad, if you're a woman, that you're, if you're a woman, you can't come in? Yeah, women... No, women can come back in. Broads broad can come back in. Broads, broads, okay. Dudes yeah, cannot, so, just broads. Yeah, yeah okay. prime, prime Minister Trudeau, he, he doesn't want a sausage fest in here. Yeah, he doesn't want to be, exactly. <laughs> is, isn't, he, isn't he the one that just got, isn't he the one who has the coronavirus? His wife His wife does. I thought he did. Uh, no, he, no, he's, he's self-quarantined. That means uh, he, he never had sex with her. So he, well, that, what, what is it any different? He, he's, probably, he's probably self-quarantined every damn night in his house. At this, exactly. marriage, at this stage of his marriage is what happens. But what the, what's, what's the deal with her? Is she? Do they give? Do they give you a daily report there in Canada that if she's alive? Is she doing well? Does she, yeah, I think she, I think she's doing okay. Um, it, it's like if you look at the stats, the people in people in Canada there there aren't um, as as a high percentage of the critical cases here. Um, but yeah, it's it's serious. Everyone's locking down and um, you gotta you know just stay inside and. Do your part. I saw something on I saw something on Twitter saying like your grandparents went to war for you. The least you can do is go to, sit on the couch for them. I was, I, I like that one. That, I think that makes some sense. That, that that's a big thing now. Now it's now it's now shifted that we have to protect the elderly population. Yeah, that's what happens. Well, that it, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. It's yeah, but look, here's the thing, man. Okay, and you just people have just lost their shit. Okay, that's the problem. Right, it's like everything is in a mass hysteria, panic about this whole thing. Why? Okay, why? This like this has never happened before. We don't have pandemics before. We don't have epidemics before. People don't die of disease every day in the world. Correct. Senior senior citizens don't contract other diseases and die in droves every I don't know. day. Like we're different generations, man. So tell me about the Spanish flu in 1918. What happened then? Like, give me your experience. I was a little younger back then during the Spanish flu time. Okay. Uh, I, I remember, but you know, and I don't recall if I retracted enough. I have to ask my uh, my parents. You know, yeah, because I was a hundred and well, how old, how old would that make me be now? About one hundred and two. One hundred and two. Yeah. Yeah, roughly, roughly yeah. about. That's close. That's close. You know, but but as I said before, people have to understand about. I, I and I and I get on Twitter and people give me crap about this because there's a there's a shitload of this is the thing about Twitter. There's a shitload of people that get on Twitter that don't have the slightest idea what the fuck they're talking about. They don't have the slightest fucking idea. I'm going to give you a perfect example, okay? Because you know how I like to call out names and name names because, you know, and, and about when I do these shows, correct? Correct. Uh, but, yeah. Right. So, and I don't know who this dude is until until I got on Twitter, but who is this, this Pete, the draft chief? Who is he? Who is this dude? Enlighten me with the 40,000 followers this guy has almost. Tell he's me. He's been in drafts with me. Okay. What uh, else? An FBC player. I believe he's a uh, like uh, DFS. He's a DFS guy. Um, whatever. I, I, did, I don't know. What, what are you referring to? I don't know what, I don't know what tweet you're, you're referring to. No, I'm just, I'm just asking if you know who this guy is. I, I'm yeah, I, do, I do know. I do know who he is. I'm relatively new to Twitter over the last year or so. You know, I don't have 40,000 followers. But okay, you know, I'm not going to pretend I don't know who he is. I know who he is. We've conversed. We've been in drafts together. Exactly. You know, and then, he went to, then he changed his name to Pandemic Pete. Like, that's funny. And now it's Positive Pete you know, this whole thing, but, you know, but he's, he's one of these end of the world is nigh guys, you know, this is the people going out that, that we're all going to be wiped out. And he's, he's like, Oh, I have, I have to warn people. This, this is what's coming down the pike. And then, then there's some dude that basically a, a couple the other day, you know, basically said, and I, and I have it over here. 
you know, that uh, was named uh, Chad, at Chad22, this guy, one of his followers, okay? okay? I can't believe I'm saying this, but if the United States listened to at Sheet two weeks ago, we'd probably all be looking at a return to some normalcy probably next week, shaking my head. This was from a couple of days, a few days, a couple of days ago, right? Seriously, if the United States listened to this, this guy, okay, we'd all be back to normalcy in the United States, right? What are, what are his qualifications by the fact that he's a, he admittedly he drinks? Uh, he's a, if you're a drinker, a pot smoker, this is what he this is what he usually this is what he admits he does. He talks about it all the time. Well, so first, you know, first of all, to your point, I think probably he's not the only one saying that though. So, but there was a, but, so and if you look at it, most of these people are probably drinkers and pot smokers that are out there saying this kind of stuff. You know, and, and, and a, a, a large majority of these people that are out there that are worried that you know you're going to be dead tomorrow. You know, I, I know, I know this is a sweeping generality, perhaps. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little too sharp, harsh. But just for anybody that's out there, you know, that's consuming a lot of alcohol on a daily basis and smoking pot on a regular basis, it's a fact. It's a known fact that these things kill brain cells, okay? And you lose any more, you're going to turn into talking monkeys, okay? That's what's going to happen to you, okay? That's what's going to kill us all. That's what's going to kill us all. The, the mass hysteria generated from this whole thing is more deadly. Look at what it's doing to the market. Would, would you venture to say more people are going to die from the markets crashing than the coronavirus kills? Yes, yes or no? I do not have the expertise to answer that. You don't have no expertise to answer that whatsoever? No. People being wiped out, losing all their money, you know, their savings. They can't put food on the table. People that can't afford health care. People can't go to the hospital and get checked, get taken care of. You know, they, they, what's going to happen to those people, Right. People losing everything. This is this is what's happening with these people right now during this. Well, I think the I think the governments are more comfortable suggesting solutions to economic crises than medical crises. Yeah, because they don't have the slightest idea, okay, to how because 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 the medical, you know, structure system, the the, the um, healthcare system in this country is screwed. Okay, you know, we can criticize Canada and socialized countries all you want, but but I've studied the the, the healthcare system in this country. It's screwed. Okay? And if you think that at the minute that a pandemic is, we're all, it's all going to come together and the medical, the medical community is going to come in and save our asses. Okay. It's not happening. It's not happening. Okay? Yeah, you know, you know, you're, you know, you're fucked when the Utah jazz have like 10% of the, of the actual tested conduct tests conducted. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's good. It's a good sign when that happens. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But, but this is, but this is the thing. And we have like Tom Hanks tweeting from Australia. I get the, I have the coronavirus and my wife does too. And we're quarantining and whatever else and, and whatever. And again, God forbid if he dropped that, can you imagine if Tom Hanks died tomorrow, with the coronavirus, you know, people, people would be like looting in the streets if that yeah. happened tomorrow. You're, that, you're, that happened. You're hundred percent right on that. hundred percent right. Yeah. Because it's all media induced hysteria. And, and just, just hear me out on this. Historically, and I've done the research on this, diseases run in cycles. They do, okay? Whether it's the plague, whether it's the, the, the Spanish flu you, you brought up. You know, people forget about 10 years ago during this, during that we had the swine flu, okay? And, everybody, and, and everybody's response to that, oh, but this is not the flu. It doesn't matter if it's not the flu. We, we get that. No, one, no one's debating. They're trying to use it as a basis of comparison. How many people did the swine flu you know, affect and kill in the United States. Do you know, do you know those numbers? Do people know those numbers? Do you look at the research on this? Uh, Anybody? Is, that, is that H1N1 or no? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Swine flu yeah. is H1N1. Okay, it's, very, it's small, but it hit younger people, right? And yeah, but it, it, but it affected 50 million Americans. Let's put that in perspective, okay? 50 million people in this country contracted a very dangerous disease, okay? And I think it killed 14, 18, I forget how many thousand, how many people, thousands of people it killed. At least, maybe more, eighteen thousand. Go look up the statistic. I don't have it right in front of me. I just I know I've read all this stuff. I, I could try to look it up. Well, you can look it up. How many people did the swine flu kill in the United States? You know, go on, when, go on. I'll look it up. When I swept through here, okay. 
And a lot of them were children, okay? And this disease right here that were admitted, admittedly, if you look at the number of children the swine flu killed, it's a thousand something children, I think it was, okay? If, can you imagine if, the, if, if I read, if you list, listed out all the people that are dying right now, for, there's a hundred and something deaths right now in the whole country, right? Something like that in the United States. I got the stats pulled up for this. Go, give, go to the numbers. Go, ahead. Give, me the, go give me the numbers on the swine flu. Go ahead. Uh, you know swine flu? Yeah, I thought know. you were looking that up. Are we on the same page here? I thought okay. you were just looking that up. I thought you were looking at the, um, this, this one. Um, fuck, I don't remember. I have the story that, about, the, about the other thing. About the uh, on, on C, about the CNN story that came out, you know, giving a breakdown of who's died so far. I don't know, did you see that story? No, you know? I've seen I've seen a bunch of things. Okay, fatalities worldwide or USA? USA. This is just just this is just the USA. Okay, but you want to put a little perspective in everybody's in everybody's life about about this whole thing, okay? Because 111 people have died so far in this country, so far, which admittedly is bad. No one wants people to die. And I, I, don't want, I don't want anybody to get out there and say, oh, you know, you know, Mike DeMath's talking about, he doesn't care about people dying. It, it, it just, just be realistic, okay? Be realistic. 50, 50, 60,000 people will die during flu season every year on a bad flu season. Is that acceptable? Those are accept you know why those are acceptable losses? It's because people aren't afraid of the flu anymore because they, they, think they, got a, they think they got control over it, okay? People are scared of the unknown and what they can't control, and then they lose their shit, and then they go out to stores and wipe out the toilet paper aisle, okay? And take every damn, damn box, bag, you know, thing of water that's out there, you know? And then okay, 12,000 12, 12, died from h 12,000 12, died from the swine flu, right? Yeah. And, and about 1,000 something of those were children, okay? You know? So we are, we are a long way off from that many people dying, okay? And that was a major, another pandemic that we all went through. No schools were closed. No social distancing, major league baseball played. Pedro Martinez admitted during the 2000, whatever World Series that was 10 years ago when he was pitching for the Phillies that, that most of the players in the Phillies had the flying flu during the World Series. Okay? And they played, and they played through it. Is that when they won it? No, they lost to the Yankees that year. Well, okay? there you go. There you go. Okay. Oh, well, I'm, I'm admittedly, if you're ill with any illness, okay, that's the case. I'm not saying it's okay, but the truth <laughs> of the matter is, okay. there were, you know, there was tens of thousands of people watching these games in the stadium, and I'm not saying we shouldn't have done a better job. And yeah, but again, the country was mobilized, believe it or not, back then. You, the president that was in office did a hell of a lot more. We didn't have a jackass running the whole damn thing, you know, to you know have testing and try to do the best you possibly. And despite all the best efforts we did back then, okay, to to, to avert this disaster, what happened? Okay, people got sick and people died, which is unfortunate, but it happens every year. Okay, there's a pandemic world, there's another world pandemic that's still going on that we forgot all about. Do you know the other world pandemic that's still going on right now that we, we tend to all forget about? AIDS. AIDS, HIV and AIDS. You know how many millions of people contract HIV age, or die from age-related illnesses every single year in the worldwide and in this country? Okay, but you know what? That's I, think, the I, don't, I don't know, but I was thinking about that today, actually. Like, yeah, but all, you know, all, all, these, you know, all these measures have stopped. Uh, you know that. why no one cares about that, man? It's because it was the gay people's disease. You know, that's what it was. So we you know we we can we can live with that because we're not going to get that. It's not going to affect us. You know, whatever. And Ebola, Ebola is the black people's disease. That's you know you only get that from coming from Africa. So that's okay. So we'll survive that as long as we keep it over in Africa. Okay. But if yeah, you're Trump, but if you're Trump, this is also the Chinese disease. Is exactly exactly. This is, this is a Chinese disease, of course, you know, that, and that's what it, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, well, well, some, what was that comment someone made about the flu today? They called it whatever, what they called, what they were calling it, referring it to, you know, I, I didn't one see of it. his, you know, but, um, 
But I think with AIDS, oh, the, oh, AIDS oh, me, it was, I think it was a kung fu flu or something like that. <laughs> one, of, one of his one of his one of his people in his administration was talking to an Asian reporter today and said, well, "Called it the kung fu flu, you know, which is very creative." I got, I got. Actually, got, it would have been it would have been more creative if they just called it the kung flu. The, no, they did call it the kung flu. As a matter what, of what if uh, pa- uh, Pablo Sandoval gets it? Do they call him the the, the kung flu panda? Yeah, I think it was a kung flu. That's what they said. It was a kung flu. Is what they uh, called it. Anyways. You're right. You're but I, right. think, I think the thing with AIDS though is like it's it, you feel like you have some sort of sense of control over it because. You're getting... But we don't. But we. But that's the point. This is it's, it's an illusion. It's just like the flu. Oh, we have a shot for that. Well, if we have a shot for that and everybody's getting the shot, and let's see, not everybody gets a shot. Okay, there are still tons of people that get it, even though they get it because they admittedly they said the flu shot this year. Forty percent of the people, but forty, it's only forty percent uh, effective. Okay, because it's not the strain. Okay, whatever. Just like this, they're rushing right now to do clinical trials to try to rush a vaccine for the coronavirus, you know, and I guarantee that's going to kill a lot of people, okay, when they put that thing out. Because you want to put that in your body or you want to take a chance of getting a very bad cold, okay? That's not a, very, it's not a, it's not a good situation, man. You know, it's a fucked up situation. It's a, it's a gigantic shit show. And, 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 and because of this gigantic shit show, I can't play fantasy baseball. I can't have a baseball season. Everybody's losing their shit. It sucks. You know? And now I'm trapped in my house all damn night in seclusion. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. New Jersey's on lockdown. You know, can't go out anywhere. You know, I mean, it, it's just crazy. But but the point is, people have to put things in perspective. Stop listening to all the media hysteria and everything else. That we are going to be fine. I'm not saying to minimize it. I'm not saying to take not take proper precaution. My hands are raw. Okay, Governor Governor Masato, what what, yeah. what what's your recommendation? My recommendation is just say you know in, in, in the grand scheme of things, just fuck it, go out, meet in large groups, say you know you know give give the big middle finger to the coronavirus. We're all going to be fine. That's retarded, that's I, but that's retarded, but okay. I told you 20% of well, what I'm be, saying is, well, it's 20% of what I was going to say tonight is bullshit. Um, just, just before, before we started recording, you have, you're, you're having some sort of um, like argument with your, with your kid or something. You're, you got kids over in university. You know, they're, 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 they're making noise. You're like, I just want an hour, I just want an hour of quiet to podcast with my friend's eye. It's just, it's just a matter of, this is like a massive inconvenience now on top of everything else. First of all, of course you know, last week, you know, I, you know, I, I canceled three trips in, in the last few, two days. Okay. Last week I had my, I'm all geared up for, to my, my fantasy drafts in New York, my live drafts, as you know, the MTM ultimate Friday night draft of the year, $5,000 increase to $40,000 grand prize. Oh, it's going to be on serious. We're going to have the great coverage, the party afterwards, the whole thing. Okay. Greg and Tom flying to, into, uh, from the NFBC, Greg and Brochure, Tom Kesnick flying to New York. It all goes to shit overnight. Okay. No more, no more nobody there live. The whole thing's going down the tubes. And, and on the same day, major league baseball suspends all activity and the end of discussion. Okay. So everything's canceled. No events then followed by, Vegas falling apart. I had the whole party out in Vegas, the Midnight Madness draft they put out there. All these drafts I've done, I spend, I've been drafting since October. You know, how many drafts I've done so since that time and the hours I put on these drafts and, and everything else, research and, and draft. Yeah, it's like, it's like Christmas Eve and then all of a sudden you um, land on, uh, you roll doubles three times in a row, you go, you go to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200 and you're back to like uh, January 1st. Well, first of all, how did, you just, how did you just do a, a correlate monopoly to Christmas Eve? How, how did you make that connection? And you just went totally skewed off into oblivion with that whole thing. No, it's like Christmas Eve when you're eight years old, okay? And your parents sit down with you and go, on Christmas Eve, hey, look, let me tell you something, okay? There's not going to be any Christmas tomorrow. It's canceled. It's not happening, okay? So better luck next year. And by the way, Santa's bullshit, okay? You know, that's like, that's what it's like. That's how it felt to me when this shit goes down like this, okay? And it's, it's, been, it's been a miserable whatever. So I said, you know what? Can't go to Vegas. 
can't go to can't go to uh, New York, Vegas. So you know what? I'm gonna am I, I'm gonna book a trip to go to Fort Lauderdale. I'm gonna go to Florida. Wife and I are gonna get away, get some sun, get on the beach, get away from all this kind of craziness. The minute I schedule the trip, Fort Fort, Fort Lauderdale, spring break is canceled. State of emergency. Okay, they even closed the goddamn beaches. I mean, how fucking crazy do you have to be? What what diseases of mankind have wiped people out because from being on the beach in the sun? Okay, can you can you think of one illness you can contract? Okay, and and when you're sitting on the beach in the sun when there's nobody around, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can. What is it? Crabs? No, it's skin cancer. That only gets you down the road. I'm, you know, that'll get me later on. You know, down the road. You, you know, I mean, sure. that's only gonna, it's not okay. going to be an immediate thing. You know, and you're just doing it to yourself. It's not contagious. I'm not. I'm not going to catch skin cancer and give it to somebody else on the beach. Right? That's all my. Sure. I'm just doing. You are a doctor. You are a doctor, aren't you? Exactly. Okay. A doctor of common. You know, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor of. No, I'm convinced. I'm a doctor of common sense. That's the problem. That's what's lacking in this freaking world. Okay. And on Twitter and on social media. And that was a problem. Okay. And, you know, so that trip, I mean, we go back to that. But then this trip, I had to cancel this whole damn trip because we can't use the beach, can't go whatever. So that trip's out the window. So three trips canceled and whatever. Okay. Then, you know, since since all the kids now have to be pushed out of college because everything's canceled now and there's no classes going on or whatever, what happens? Well, they need a place to go. They need a place to congregate, hang out together, and party and drink. My house is a perfect setup for that. So, so you know, my wife's son comes down to when he brings all his six, seven, eight people. And now they're playing, they're downstairs, and be music pumping, everybody's drinking, they're playing Flip Cup down in the basement. You know what Flip Cup, I mean, that, that's your generation, this Flip Cup game? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Are you familiar with I, 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 We didn't see when I when when I yeah. you know, when yeah, I went I'm to quite good at quite good at it. Look, you guys, you guys are pussies when you, you know these with these drinking games. I'm going to tell you because I I laugh at what these kids do today, thinking this is hardcore drinking of what okay. they do. Okay, in, yeah, in a couple months from now, in two months, what sort of drinking game are we going to be playing in New York when we're doing the live drafts? What kind of what? Do you want to play a drinking game when we're doing the live drafts in New York no, after no. the drafts? No, oh, but oh, no, but the season's going to be canceled. It's not, not going to be. It's not, not going to be any live. Well, okay. if you listen to people, if you listen to people in the NFBC, who shall remain nameless, okay. In the, the NFBC, like, what do you mean? That run the NFBC or no, no, that, no. That people that post that should know better on the draft and the, and the message boards in the NFBC. It's like it's like the minute that the, the shit hits the fan with the, with the, with the with the game is not going down. Okay, there's a there's a percentage of the population that are the go that are signed up for the. Oh, give me my money back! I need my money back. Well, for what? To buy supplies to build your freaking bunker. You know that you need to do when the, when the, when the when the you know when the zombies start attacking. You need your money back. That we haven't even. We, it's been two days. Give it a rest. Okay. Give, so the, there's give drafts, a chance for the season to happen. There's still drafts going on right now, so everyone is aware of the fact that the season is suspended and probably not going to be canceled. But there's still a chance of that. So these exactly. drafts, these drafts are legit. We've already eliminated the, the high stakes drafts that you were talking about. The live drafts, the big money stakes draft, those are delayed at least. So all that money is either going to be. I guess refunded or credited, whatever. No, it's not, no it's, not, it's not a guess. It's not guessing. Let me, let me just clarify that for anybody who's still worried about their money. Okay. So let me, Greg, Greg and Tom may be a lot of things. And I, and I think a lot of shit because I'm, I am anybody who knows me. Okay. I am the number one, you know, public enemy number one. Okay. When it comes to criticizing Greg and Tom, how they do things with the NFBC sometimes. But I do it because I care and I want the thing to be better. And it's just, and, and that's, and that's how, and I go, and I might go, and I go, may not go about doing it the right way. And I'm a thorn in his side. But if I wasn't all these years, I'm doing this. We, a lot of these changes that we have going on right now wouldn't happen. Okay. Because if you don't speak up, okay, you, you just get what you get. Right. So a lot of good to come out of that whole thing. 
right? But I can tell you for all the criticism I give them, there's one thing you have to know about these guys is that they are honest, they have integrity, your money's safe, which is more than I can save from God knows how many other contests that have gotten belly up in time. Your money's safe. So if your money's safe and you're going to get a refund if there's no season, why Obviously. can't you just people just chill for a couple of weeks? I mean, you know, it just would. It may, we might be playing. This whole thing might all die down, and we might be through the, the curve, flatten out four weeks from now, six weeks from now, whatever. We're gonna have some kind of season. And do you think Major League Baseball, with the amount of money that's in Major League Baseball, with these crazed owners, these greedy ass owners or whatever, they're, they're, if they there's any way, shape, or form, they're gonna get as many baseball games into the season as humanly possible, any way, shape, or form they can possibly do. I, st- playing- I strongly believe that we will play baseball this year. Probably between eighty and one hundred and twenty games. I, I I would put the number over at least hundred. I would say one hundred twenty games minimum, because yeah. I don't care. Even I'm if not. they add a, even if they add a month, even if we're playing in baseball through October and into November and into warmer season, city, there is going to be baseball. They'll do N- double headers. They're going to figure out a way. NBA out is way. playing. They're they're looking into the D the D League stadiums because they I think they've succumbed to the fact that they're going to have to play some of the games without fans. And MLB could play some games without fans. The TV ratings would be phenomenal if they were the only game in the only show in town. They could be, they could play games internationally. If like uh, for example, there's nothing really going on in Mexico right now, and I could be ignorant saying this because last time I checked, there was like seven cases of the 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 flu or whatever. Um, what do you call it? Um, coronavirus in uh, Mexico. Well, that's well, that's where the Mexican flu started. That was, that probably that, probably normal. That, that's what they. That's what they. That's what they. That's what they used to. That's what they call the swine flu. That when they were trying to pin it on the Mexicans because it started in Veracruz, Mexico. So yeah. they tried. To, they tried to pin it on. The, so it was the Mexican. And nothing changes, man. In history. You know, it's the same bigotry. It's the same xenophobia. It's the same racism. It's the same crap. Let's pin. Let's pin the disease on somebody. Okay. That's Blame what, them. That's what your buddy Trump's doing. But well, he's not I'm my, joking. my buddy. I'm joking. I'm joking. But I want, I want to say something else. So I want to talk about scrapping these drafts because this is something that you feel strongly about a lot of stuff. And this is something I feel strongly about because I've heard a lot of people, I'm not going to mention any, any names like you, like you do sometimes. Please do. Everyone, everyone's saying, I'm fucked. These drafts that I've done from November, first of all, you're drafting four months before the season anyways. These right. drafts from November are fucked. I want my money back. The whole, the rules have changed. Guess what? Rules have not changed. The landscape has changed, not the rules. The rules are intact. First of all, Mike, the money that you put into these NFBC games, is it discretionary income? Discretionary? Like, are you trying to make a living off this? Is this is this your livelihood? Like, no, if you, not, if you it, lose, this is a hobby. This is a this is this, this is a, a very expensive, intense, you know, hobby. Right. Yes. Me, me too. So we're talking about one hundred fifty dollars, four hundred dollars, not fifteen thousand, which the NFBC, Greg and Tom, are potentially losing out, potentially losing out on uh, this year. Was more than fifteen thousand for me, <laughs> for, for sure. Yeah, and for a lot of other people. When we talked about this before, um, one one of the first, maybe the first episode you came on, we talked about the slander of the NFBC um, when everyone went to bat for Greg, Tom, and Derek. Derek probably underpaid there. Great guy. Um, just making a guess, but um, uh, he does he does a lot. He's he's awesome, Derek. Yeah, Derek's um, great. Yeah. Derek. Yeah. Just a side note. Um, but th- like everyone's saying, uh, Greg, class act. Great businessman, amazing. Like how? Well, let's not get carried away. He's not a great businessman. Let's not let's not, let's not go over the top. Let's not go over well, the top. I'm, I'm saying what people are saying. <laughs> and you know, what? I, I I talked to I I I I talked to Greg for the first time over the phone. Like he's 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 super uh, approachable. He even talks like you. He even sounds exactly like you. He's got the Canadian accent. He li- <laughs> perfect. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? I, like, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I was talking to him about my, my travel plans and stuff like that. He was like, I, like, I can imagine the stress he was under and he, he was awesome talking to him. Like, so like, I, I, have, I have a lot of, like, I gained a lot of respect from actually having a conversation. Not that I didn't have respect. Anyways. Um, anyways. Love and, because, and because you lost that contest to me, which we, we had. Yeah. You, you, you I, was, I was in for the main event and I was also in for the auction. The auction was a thing that, the, I'll, I'll get into that. The auction was a thing that was getting contentious for me because it's, right. hard, it's hard to do the auction when you're not there, obviously. Sure. Okay, Absolutely. so but now what I'm, I'm I'm sort of getting off to my point. Now some of these people want their money back. Some of the same people that are that are like going to bat for Greg and Tom, blah blah blah. Like these are like they, not to, not to say that they're not right in saying that, but that money that they they put up that they want back is discretionary funds for them. It should be most of these people. Yet the livelihood of the NFBC is it, this money is like the livelihood of Greg and Tom. This is what they do for a living. Yet you want a hundred and fifty dollar refund? That's not a good look, my friend. Sorry. Um, you know what I mean? Furthermore, we deal with unexpected events all the time before the season. Injuries, rainouts um, that are never made up because teams are out of the contention, national disasters, 9-11. I get it. It's fucked up. Um, it's fucked up a lot of people, but you need to roll with the punches. Like your season, like if you drafted in November or December and your team could look like shit now because of what's happened and, you're, because, and you could be playing against people that look have amazing teams because they drafted Jesus Lazardo and whatever around um, but if the season's scrapped, like I said, I expect a credit refund, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Like you're not worried about it. My money's safe. But even if we play half the games, let's play ball. Let's draft two. You get, you get to draft more. And there's a new set of parameters here. And it's who can adapt the fastest, not who can wait the longest for 15 draft guides can come out from that are look exactly the same. Are people afraid to draft without these new expert rankings? Is that it? Like, especially for new drafts now, it's an even playing field. Get off your wallets, right? It just, goes back to, it just goes back to show you what I just said before with this coronavirus thing, okay? People are scared about what, what they don't know, what's unknown, and what they can't control. That's the thing, you know? But you have just, we're, but we're all on a level playing field. This is, this is my rant about game 163 plus in the NFBC. Okay, for 160, if you go into the season knowing that there's going to be 162 games, they played more or less, okay, going in, okay? But yeah, something unforeseen could happen to play less than the 162 games, but we're all screwed the same way. Okay. If game and if one game 163 pops up, we're not all screwed the same way. Okay. That's something we could control. We could just say, we're not going to have a game 163. Okay. So it keeps the, the play level the playing field level going into this situation. So if we play a hundred game season, which believe me, I'm, I, I'm all for playing as many games as possible. I hate people. I'm a purist. They say, oh, we should play baseball's too long. It should be 154 games. Fuck that. Okay. It should be 162 games. You don't screw with perfection. All right. When it comes to certain things, it's like, well, we have to have OBP now instead of batting average. That does nothing to enhance the game. Nothing more than whatever. It just, it, it, and when you do that, it weights other categories and, you know, and, and, and it favors other things. So when you change one thing, it has consequence, ripple effect, and other statistics. But I won't go down that road. Okay? But the point is, like Lindy Hinkleman, for example, he won the whole draft champions overall championship last year. Okay? He won the draft champions overall right, last year. Right. You know who Lindy is, right? Okay, yes, Lindy. Yes. They, they call you know. There's a reason why they named it the Lindy when you win the overall and the and the Rotorwell Championship overall. He did it in one year. Yeah, Same. Lindy. Lindy, good good friend of the show. Right, great guy. Great okay. friend. Great friend of the show. Oh, he is he? No, I don't know. He, I've, 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 like he's answered one of my questions on Twitter once. I I, I guarantee you know I don't I, he's on, I don't think he's even on Twitter. <laughs> you know, he, I don't think I don't think that the the pig farmer's on Twitter. Oh no, I'm, I'm thinking of someone else. Never mind. You, think, you, you definitely are. Okay, <laughs> he, he, ended, he ended his barn asking your tweets because I don't think you know that's not happening. But but the point is the, but the point is the guy is a phenomenal player. He's won the overall twice, the NBFB overall main event championship twice. Okay. So the guy knows what he's doing. 
and he won the overall DC championship doing what it was basically amount the second draft champions draft of the year. The second that was ever done. But there's, there's two, there's a, there's a thing called a premature e-draftulation league. Like the, like the pun on that hand, the premature draftulation. Okay. That's, that's kind of right up your alley. All yeah, right. for, like, let me just get back on my chair. I fell off. Right. And then the second, and then the second one, the league was what I'm in. It was an email draft. He was in that league with me. Last year, so it was, it was literally the second draft of all draft championships, a two or three thousand. That must have been in October. It was October, okay. And he won the over. He he had everything could have went wrong, but with all with his players and whatever. And again, he had just as much equal chance of him being screwed everybody else. And guess what? He won the overall with Natalie. And he wasn't drafting with idiots. Like my hashtag drafting with idiots. He was drafting with about everybody in that league is, is pretty much at, I would say at a 15 players, there's about 10 to 12 of them were top NFBC players. Cause they do the, These are the diehard fanatics that draft that early. And he beat not only all of us. Okay. But 3000 of the teams or whatever it was, which was it amounts to the second draft over in the, in the entire season. Okay. So stop bitching and complaining that shit could happen. And we don't know what's going to happen in a short season. Yeah. But we're on the same boat. And quite frankly, you know, if we started late, all these injured players now that you, that you had, or you drafted, or that you screwed up on now, are probably going to be healthy for a short season. Correct? Right, but it, it but it, it does, um, I guess, throw a wrench into the drafts that were already drafted once those players were already injured, like recent ones. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, it's said, what, what, what about those drafts? Because it, it's going to help the people better. It's going to help get, the people that that, that, that that took that took a chance on these ones. Okay. But it's also going to help all the people that took them where they should have went. All right. And that, and not get them screwed, right? The guys that took Verlander and Judge and you know early, you know, and and they were we won't we won't say Stan though because Stanton yeah he doesn't he he'll be injured some other way during the during the course of the season doesn't matter yeah the minute they announce the minute he'll be healthy and the minute they announce the start of the season he'll hurt himself you know somehow yeah uh, he he just stuff. he just parades it himself so if the season if the season's eighty games he's not playing eighty he's playing forty exactly you know and and and, and Byron Buxton will never see a never see a, a bat uh, for some reason. Uh, one way or the other, uh, he'll get he'll get a concussion, you know, in, in batting practice or something like that. But again, the, these players, so it's it, each each people equally have a chance to get their players one way or the other, you know, performing for them or not. Okay, that's what it is. But would you rather? But what was the other alternative? Not have fantasy baseball. Let's cancel it because it's a hundred game season. Let's cancel it if it's a hundred twenty game season. What would the alternative really? be? Like if if people are upset that, that now they now they're competing against. I think I think the other thing is like they're they're. The draft champions leagues that happened in November, December, January, February, March—they're now competing against draft champions in April when it's a completely set of new landscape. So, like, basically, people are going to be people are going to be getting uh, like it's just going to be a different draft. And then you're it, a lot of people um, are saying that you, they've written off their drafts to zero, like like they're, like they're they're basically writing off their investment in all the drafts they've done so far because why. Why? Because new drafts are going to happen, and it's a completely so. What, so what, new drafts, dude. But, but that you can use the same logic if you drafted, like, let's say you drafted the majority of your draft champions in January, February, and you didn't draft a lot in March. I didn't draft in March. I don't have one draft champions I drafted in March. I could. I just choose to have a cutoff point where I'm saying I'm done with my draft champions, and now I'm going to be prepared to get ready to go in for the live events. Okay. And how much money are we really talking for these draft champions anyway? Like you said, it's discretionary income. 150 buck entrance fee. You know, whatever it's, yeah, but, you, know, you know, think of, think of like the people that run the NFBC and work so hard all year round to make it the great, like the best place to play fantasy. No, baseball. We, we can't think of anybody else in this world. This, in this world, it's everybody for themselves. Fuck everybody else. Okay. You, you, if, 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 not, if there's not a better indicator of what's going on right now in society. Okay. The minute something happens negative like this, everybody, everybody starts falling apart. Okay. 
and 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 not only there's mass runs on food and water and supplies to screw everybody else because I, I have to hoard as much as possible. And then, and then of course, then we have my favorites is when the guns and ammo idiots come up, the lines at the guns and ammo store, because you know what? We have to load up on guns and ammo so we can kill our fellow citizens to protect ourselves from well, that. That's, that's why Canada, that's why Canada is great. Yeah. We don't have guns. Yeah. And we yeah, have, and we have, we have healthcare. So we have yeah, no guns and healthcare. <laughs> that's a good, good combination. So let's dead, less dead people. Yeah. And I can hear it now. I, 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 I can just hear it now in social media when this thing comes out. Oh, you know, Mike DeMatt, he's against guns and gun owners and my second amendment, all that bullshit. Okay. Which I'm not. Okay. I'm not, I'm for common sense. Okay. Common sense. Do people in Canada have guns? Sure they do. Sure they do. Okay. People own guns. Yes. Okay. But you're just, they're just not, you know, people being, you know, being hoarded in, in, in mass amounts, you know, to use against the population. Cause that's really what, that's usually what happens when, when, in that scenario. Well, well, you know what? I have to say that based on our conversation about game 163, I thought you would take a different stance on the rest of the season because it really does throw um, like the 163 is, is like an unforeseen thing that could happen. They could throw off the competitive balance and really Right now, if you're drafting now, you don't know what's going to happen either. We don't know. Like, right, but right, wait, you could, right. You could be, you could be, you could draft like we don't know if the season's going to be 80 games or 140 games. So a player like we'll get to him, Jesus Lazardo could could be valued vastly differently, but, but dra- drastically differently in those two scenarios, and you don't know but, what scenario is going to unfold. Just the same, way, just the same way you don't know what game 163 is going to happen or not for we, whatever we, team. It's the same. It's the same logic. So you're 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 being uh, you're being um. What's the word? <laughs> you're you're being a hypocrite. hypocritical. Yeah, you're being hypocritical. God, that's what you. That, that's your stance now. I'm hypocritical. Um, it can be argued so, that so way. Yes. Act, so, so this is this this uh, this is so. But I'm to, but I'm saying that you do like. There's a way to argue the other way. Like I I see you the, can, I see, I see you your can. argument, but I, but also, there's also an argument saying that you're hypocritical about it. If you're you just can, pay- but we can't control this, man. If you want your money back, take your money back. That's all. No, you, know, you, you can't. Your money. No, I'd say no. But if somebody, if I'm in a draft Champions League in October and I put 100, I'm not talking about those. I'm not talking about those. I mean, sure. And Greg's going to come out with some kind of. He announced it. He's going to come out with some plan to hint to to, to do something fair for the drafts that we already drafted. Fuck that! If somebody drafted already, money's in there. Exactly. That's my feeling. That's my exact feeling. Okay, but this, this what, is what, what, what are you putting it on Greg and Tom to make a solution for this? It's too bad. It's fantasy baseball. It's it's it. Things can happen. Like I said. Look, this is. This I, is an I, I don't know. Look, I'm, God, not, I'm, right? I'm, I'm not. I'm not so confident. Like it's an active. It's a, it, look, Zach. It's an act of God. Okay. Because you know, isn't it? Isn't it ever noticed whenever something's when something tragic happens, the way we the way people like to explain it that it was an act of God. It's never when something good happens. Isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it interesting? You ever notice that whenever something good happens, oh, you know, it must be an act of God that everything went down the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah, it's convenient. It's convenient that the people that believe in God get to blame him. And when when someone like myself who doesn't believe in God, I mean, I don't say it's an act of God because I think it's stupid saying that, but. It's just it's something hey, that happened. You, you, you said that now too. Now, 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 Zach Wackman, the atheist, running of the draft champions podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's gonna be your new thing. <laughs> add Zach, add Zach, add Zach, atheist. <laughs> I'm changing my Twitter handle. You gotta change yours. <laughs> sure, Zach. What, uh, I, I, that's my favorite thing too. When people put on their Twitter, when you read, I love when people write their Twitter profiles. You know, you read their personal information and they put in Christian. You know, you know, or they put in you. you, you who cares? You, 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 you have to assert. That's the problem. You have to assert your religion out there. You know, it's like you know, and it's like what is that? What are you trying to state? Okay, great. If you're a Christian fantasy baseball player, does that give you some kind of edge? I, I'm supposed to be aware. I don't, of? I don't think that's what they're saying. I don't think that's what they're implying. What are they trying to say? 
I don't know what they're trying to say. I think they're just. They're, if you put like it, if you put Zach wrote atheist on your thing, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to? Did that mean all you I have wouldn't. To, are you to convert people? Or are you trying to? I don't understand. No. Well, I think if if I I think if the people that put Christian on their Twitter handle, I think they're just it's something that's important to them, and they want to they want to. It's they're proud of it. It's a, it's, okay. a sense of, it's a sense of pride. I think. So if I when I, so I'm going to put Satan worshiper on my thing as well. Are, 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 are you a Satan worshiper? The other, I, I I'm not going to confirm or deny anything whatsoever. It could be a Satan worshiper. It could be a Christian. You know, could be. Oh, a so I should. I should. Yes, it could be. I could be a Scientologist. Who knows? Okay. So I shouldn't have admitted that I don't believe God in God. I shouldn't have said that. That's, that was a big mistake, I guess. Right. Zach, that, that, it's a free. It's a relatively free country. Still, you can say whatever. I, I don't even I, live in the same country. Exactly. Okay, exactly. I'm saying your country is, I guess, a relatively free country, not where I live anymore. They're about to call. They're they're about to call in martial law down here. You know, if you, if you go out to a they, they should whatever. Yeah, they should. They that's what they should. That's what people should do. You know, that's what they that's what they should do. Is they call it in and then take everybody's rights away to do anything, move around or whatever, and see how they like it for a few weeks. And we'll we'll see how fast this shit clears up. Well, yeah, so fast you, see, you see what they did in South Korea. Exactly. Wait, try try locking down the country like that from top to bottom. Notice how it's amazing how air travel is still going on. They haven't, they haven't shut down domestic air travel, so people are going into planes, maybe not as many of them, and they're spreading shit all over the country going whatever. So we're going to half-ass everything, okay? Don't half-ass it. My, my philosophy is it's always better to be a whole-ass than a half-ass. I've said that my entire life. I, I live by those words. Be a whole-ass. Don't be a half-ass, right? So if you're going to go about this government taking this to just shit out, just go on it like a, a, 100%. They lock down everything, lock before, enforce everybody to get off this, completely locked down for whatever we, if you believe this is the right way of doing things, okay, and it'll all go away, okay, instead of half-assing and dragging it out for however long a period of time. Why not do that? I'm glad, okay? they, shut, I'm glad they shut down the bars and, and restaurants here today because it was St. Patrick's Day today, and that would have just been a disaster. So. First of all, St. Patrick's Day in Canada, you got nothing like on the St. Patrick's Day they do down here in, in Boston in, or whatever. In yeah, states, in Boston or New York City, forget it. Okay. No, actually, it's pretty crazy down here. All the universities um, in, in Ontario. Like, it's, Told you. you, you, guys, you, guys are, you guys are lightweights, man, compared to the way you do it in this country. I don't know, man. I don't know. Any, any excuse for Americans to congregate in mass numbers and drink, they, they'll come up with any holiday for that. You never, you never, you never experienced the university in Ontario, and especially recently I did. And it, it, Look, uh, let me it tell was, you something. Let me tell you something. It was fucked up, man. Let me, let me tell you something. For going back to drinking, all right? I got a million stories in this. When, before I was this, this physical specimen that you have before you today that I, that I am at these day, at, this, at the time I am right now, okay, back in my younger days, you know, when I went to college, all right, you know, the things that we did drinking-wise back then for drinking games and drinking things, it, you, it's a miracle anybody lived. That's how, that's how bad it was back then. You hear, you hear the occasional horrible story that happens at a frat and everything. Else. It's nothing compared to what we used to do back then. Nothing. Okay, I played, I played rugby in college for four years. Are you familiar with the sport? Yes. Okay. You ever play rugby yourself? Yes, we played it in in, in high school. Yeah, so, so and that's high school. It's, they would never allow that sport in high school in 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 the states in high no. school, other than private school. Only private schools, privates, whatever. No, um, I, went to, I went to public school. There was rugby, rugby team, right, but, it, but, rugby but in, in, in uh, phys ed class. But in the states, okay, because you do the, the injuries they're feared, they're fearful of. They'll never, they never, not in my lifetime. It's actually less injury prone than football. Yeah, yeah, there's a reason for that. It's because you're not wearing all the gear, which caused a lot of the injuries there. That's right. And you, know, and you can't do certain things. You know, uh, There's no blocking and everything in rugby, as you know, so it's actually a lot safer sport. Although when you do get an injury in rugby, it's, it's, it's a bad one. <laughs> there's no in between. Either you're minorly injured or critically injured <laughs> in rugby, okay? even, though, even though the percentages are a lot lower. You know, but I played rugby in, whenever in school for four years right, in college. 
and I didn't know I had no idea what the sport was. It basically, it's basically I found out it's kill the guy with the ball, you know, with with like thirty guys in the field and one referee. You know, it, it, there's something wrong with that ratio. You know, when you have thirty guys on the field and there's one guy to, to referee <laughs> the entire thing to make sure nothing gets out of control. Yeah. But this is the way. This is the way it is. And I, I play. I played in the front line. Uh, but you know those. When people see on TV those guys crashing together, they don't, they don't know what this is. It's called a scrum, right? I played in the front row, right? Yep. And then, so and I. So you, can you imagine the, the the physical damage that was done to my body during that period of time? But when the game was over, the cool thing about rugby, as you know, is is called the third half. Are you familiar with the third half? No, I'm, well, I forget. They didn't have that in high school. Well, the third half is drinking. So this is, this is where the drinking ensues in mass quantity. And when I talk about drinking, I'm talking about hardcore, crazy-ass drinking that they do in these third, these third halves. You know, and this is the day, we, you know, kegs of beer, when you, can get, you could get kegs, you know, and you would do the canoe boat races where basically, you know, you'd, 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 funnel, you'd do a six-beer funnel, six, a six-pack funnel at one time, an entire six-pack of beer in, through a tube at one time, and then, you know, spin around, running up and down a field as you're vomiting as you're running. Okay, which is great, great fun. Time out for the story. Remind just so we don't get too far off. Remind me what your thoughts are on um, coronavirus, like in terms of the the the, the health ramifications uh, for everyone. I will, because I haven't touched on that yet tonight at all. I haven't talked about coronavirus whatsoever. Now, just remind me, just for comparison's sake. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Compared to compared to mass to, to terrible drinking that I, that we did during that period of time. Yeah, because you you're saying that um, it's a miracle that you survived. Because, the, because, because, because it was because you know what? Because you know it's a miracle that you survived the drinking. Because it, because the coronavirus. Because it, your immune system, the immune system, doesn't protect you versus drinking. Okay, when you when you it's like a poison. When you put alcohol in your body that much, there's no you have no immune system other than the, hopefully your liver will filter it out in, in enough quantity so you don't get alcohol poisoning or overdo it and do die. Okay, and when you so you when you there's you can't catch that you, that's self-imposed. Okay, when you do drinking, okay, when you have the coronavirus, when you're when you're hit with that, you have a, you have a thing called an immune system. Everybody forgets they have an immune system. Okay, again, another thing I studied. Okay, and it's and it's and it's a hell of a lot better. You you know, bet on your own immune system before anything that comes in a pill or comes in a shot, any any way, shape, or form. Because unless immune, unless you have AIDS, okay, but yeah, unless you have immune compromise, which, which go figure, go figure. When you look at the latest the latest article that came out that they just listed, they did a re- very interesting article on CNN, by the way. If you go look at it, they 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 do a profile of the 111 people that have died so far in this country of AIDS of uh, of uh, the coronavirus, and go figure virtually every single one of them was 60 years old and above okay that that had an existing health problem or a compromised immune system which basically tells you okay these people would have died from some other disease or some other thing they would have contracted sooner or later if it wasn't for this because that's what happens when you have a compromised immune system and you you were hit with a disease of some sort whether it's flu you know another huge killer in this country every year that kills people by the tens of thousands called pneumonia ever hear of it okay guess what people get pneumonia all the time and die you know, but guess what? I had pneumonia. I had walking pneumonia. Could barely breathe. It was horrific. Okay, it was the worst freaking thing. One of the worst things I ever had. Okay, but guess what? I had an immune system. I, I convalesced. I took my whatever. In, in addition to my, I took some meds here and there. But it was my immune system to get you well eventually. Because you have no immune system, you ain't getting well. So, right. so what, what they should be doing right now is telling how the population could. Okay, like I said, I like when they talk about hand washing. And that makes sense, okay? That's kind of, don't, you know, whatever. But at the same time, how about doing things to boost your own immune system and take care of yourself and not be a fat ass, you know? And not just drink or, you know, smoke 
or do all the things that are bad for your body, eat like shit, you know, let your body go to waste and whatever, and then and be a walking mess and expect that you're going to hit with some kind of... Well, Mike, it's too, make- it's too late for some of those people now, and you know, we have to protect the weak people, regardless of they're weak on their own merits or... Because- but, 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 but there's not, we, we understand, we understand the weak are not going to survive. We, 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 that's what happens in life. We want, we want to do the best we can to save them. Okay, but this is what happens in life every single day. The weakened people, the compromise, and that's going to happen to me too at some point. Okay, I'm going to get to a certain point where something's going to come along and I'm not going to be able to resist it and it's going to be the end of me. That's what happens to people sooner or later. Right? Let's put it in perspective. Let's call it a spade a spade. This is what's going to happen. Right? right. So the best you can do is build up your own damn immune system. People that are listening to this right now, if you want and my advice, please hit me up on Twitter, uh, my new Twitter handle, which I'll be announcing at the end of the show, and I'll give you all the health advice in the world of how you can boost your immune system and be healthier and, 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 and increase your chances of having any disease, including the coronavirus, kill you. Okay. okay? We're about an hour in, so we got to get into some baseball stuff. But let me, just tell you one, let me just tell you one thing. I, I'll tell you one thing, how I survived. To give you, if I survived this, okay, in the third half of drinking, whatever, we, we did a drinking game where, you know. Oh, okay. If you if you if you, you sing a lot of songs, a lot of rugby songs, a lot of pub, there's a lot of pub songs, British pub songs, Irish pub songs, and you sing these songs. And if you blow the song, like if you, if you say it incorrectly, okay, they make you do something crazy. One of the things they used to make you do was called shoot the boot. Some guy reminded me of this, whatever. So someone, so in other words, someone would take off their dirty cleat that they've been wearing on a muddy field the entire time, right? In the game, pour the cleat full of beer, and you had to you had to chug the entire cleat full of beer that the guy just handed you. Okay, did that, did that happen to you? Yeah, oh yeah, many times, many times. I, 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 I personally witnessed, and I didn't do this one, okay? And, and, and I'll never, I'll never forget, it. it was at West Point, I'll never forget on the rugby field at West Point, where one of these guys, you know, blew, blew it, and they made him drink, I saw the guy drop his pants, and they, they poured a beer down the guy's sweaty back, down the crack of his ass, while someone was underneath him, drinking the beers that ran down the crack of this guy's ass, in his mouth, okay? They pick that, picture that visual, okay? And, and the, on a rugby field, okay? That's hardcore drinking games, and, and they all survived that, and it was disgusting, you know, and it was dirty and filthy, and guess and what? You don't, you don't do that anymore, right? No, I don't. No, no, now, no. now you use champagne. Only, yeah, only, <laughs> in, very, only in very good bars. Now, now, now you use champagne instead and of champagne. Beer. I use Cristal. I pour it down yeah. the crack of, of a, a fantasy baseball player's ass, and I drink that at one of our parties instead. That's what we do. Yeah. Okay. okay. We're, not, we're not hanging out in New York. <laughs> you, you don't want to hang out? You don't want to hang out? We have good times. Good times, you know? Well, no, I don't want to be on. I don't want to be on either end of that. Experience. You don't want to be on the receiving end of that. What's no, I don't want to be on the giving end or the re- actually. What, Again, what, what is the receiving end of that? The drinker? I'd rather be the. Yeah. I'd rather be the, the giver. Yeah, yeah, but you, yeah, you, you want to be that? Yeah. Well, oh, much, much, right? I would much prefer to be the giver in that in that exchange. Yeah. Well, we, we, Zach, you're a giving. You're a giving kind of guy when it comes to other guys. That's for sure. That's yeah. What, what about you? Would you would you want to be the giver? or Do you want to be the receiver? I, I, I obviously rather be the one pouring the beer down the guy's back, but I you know. There's not, wait, there's three. There's three down, down the crack three, of his ass. There's three people now. There's a poor. Actually, yeah, yeah, there's a poor. There's a guy who's back. Oh, who's oh, guy who's not, now you're back. changing the rules. Now you're changing the rules. Now I'm upset. <laughs> there's three people involved. This no, no, I would not. Yeah, I would much rather be the, the poor. Exactly. Well, when, next time we have more time in the next show, all right, is that I will tell you some crazy things that we did. I never the, the time that we got the bus driver drunk, all right, uh, who was driving the charter bus. You know, we made him drink along with us. And what happened after we got the, char- the charter bus driver drunk and we had to get back to college uh, from there uh, with the drunken bus driver. So I, I got to tell you that whole story. You'll never believe it. So that, I'll, I'll tease that for the next episode. All right. Uh, All right. That's, that's a good teaser for the next one. But now we're going to get into like, we're, now we're, let's, let's change the mood here. Let's, let's, let's get excited. for The, the mood The mood is very, I'm very excited about this mood. I'm, I'm excited. No, I mean, no, you know I'm, I'm excited for the baseball season. Let, let me have this one. Let me, I'm excited for the baseball season to start. We're going to play 
we're going to play a lot of games of baseball this year. We're going to be playing fantasy baseball. All the, all the, all the teams you've drafted, they're going to play. And there's going to be winners of those leagues, and there's going to be more drafts. It's going to be great. We're going to get through this. You're going to wash your hands. And you're going to wash your hands? Yeah, you're going to wash your hands several times between now and when the baseball season starts. So um, I want to look at you know, players. I want, I want to look at players that have a value change. Um, so, so you look those players up. You know, I didn't. I was going to tell you in my whole rant. I forgot to tell you. I killed my first coronavirus zombie today. Did I tell you that? No. Yeah, there was fine. a guy. He was in a bathrobe. He was down by the end of my driveway. You know, he's looking very tired and disheveled. Early this morning, he was poking around my mailbox, my neighbor's my neighbor's mailbox. So I blew him away. So, how 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 was he? I don't know, man. But he, it said I'm not going to say it was my. It could, could have been my neighbor. I I felt bad afterwards because immediately you when you said, with what like your hose? What? Like a fire hose or no? I, I use a shotgun. <laughs> so is this what, what do you what do you what do you use on zombies? <laughs> you know, that's what I thought. He was, he was rummaging around the mailbox. I figured, what the hell is this guy doing over here? So, but and you la- and you laugh at that hysteria. But th- but this this is the level of what's going on with people out these days. Right. Does that count as one of the? Is that one of the stats? The death, the deaths from the coronavirus. I don't know. Yeah. If people, the ones we kill are suspected. That's coming. <laughs> he, he must. Have, he must have been over sixty then, because yeah, he was. He had a pre, pre-existing condition. He looked very. He was very old and disheveled in his bathrobe, and I thought I might have confused him. I may or may not have confused him for a coronavirus zombie, and that's what happens. Okay, I think. I think what you just said there is probably going to upset people more than anything else you've said. <laughs> Because you're actually, I, I told people to take twenty percent of what I'm saying with a grain of salt of this episode. Well, yeah. So that may or may not possibly be true. Okay. Yeah. Do you treat like treat that with how you would treat a stand-up comedian? Um, because whatever. <laughs> whatever. Okay. So players that players that have a value change uh, between when we drafted before because and when you drafted now, there's there's really two. There's draft A and draft B this year. We're, we're lucky. We have two like sets of data. Uh, the data before COVID-19 shut down and bad data afterwards. So I've, I've seven groups of players, not players, but seven groups of players. And I want to go through them with you that would have a, a, tr- a change in value and in no particular order of excitement. First, the first group is players that will likely become trade bait. Now, let me, let me, let me put this, uh, let me frame this. Uh, the trade deadline is July 31st, which is voted. Well, think- well, it may not be. I mean, that, but that's the other thing. Exactly. The trade deadline's July 31st. This could be changed. It could be prorated. We don't know this. I don't know if it's going to make that significant amount of difference, but if you look at closers like Ian Kennedy, Keona Kella, um, Nolan Arenado, Lindor, players like that, I don't think, I don't think that the latter two players change much value. I don't think their value can change much. Well, but, 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 here's the, but here's the thing with closers, you know, for people that are doing closers. I was just reading up on my whole thing about closers and different tiers of closers. And, you know, I saw a good thing was broken down. Even at like 10 tiers, you know what I mean? Like all the way down to possible people and whatever. But what you have to remember when you're doing closers here, you know, even if there's a trade deadline, right? You know, are you, are you drafting a closer where this guy at the end is going to give you, you know, potentially – 20 saves, 15, 20 saves before he goes. Because if you're, if you're in, an, in an NFBC main event, let's say, you know, it depends upon also what 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 format you're doing, right? Because there's some places, some leagues you can just punt closing or punt, punt saves. There were, you know, league-specific formats where basically, you know, you're not going to have, and not everybody's going to have ones or, you know, or whatever. You're going to be short here and there. But when you're talking about an overall contest and you have to have saves, you know, and most people are shooting to get like two and a half closers, so let that be your half closer. You get a guy who's going to give you 15, 20 before he gets traded. And who's to say if he gets traded, he's not going to be, you know, in a, in a role where he's closing. I don't go into a draft thinking, well, this guy, Ian Kennedy or Keela, you know, is going to be traded. They, they could be. You know, we heard about that a lot of, a lot of people last year. There was a couple guys. I think Alex, I think Colome last year, Alex Colome, they were saying before the season, he's probably going to get traded. He's not going to be the closer of the whole year. 
you know, who doesn't go great shakes, but he got you 30 saves and he, and he stuck the whole year. Actually, people, just, are, people are less, less comfortable with him now when the Chicago Waste Talks are supposed to be good. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and with Aaron Bummer, you know, waiting in with that big contract, he just signed the wings right there and he hasn't shown, he wasn't showing anything great shakes in spring either. Right. So, but anyway, but the, the thing going in, there's only so many in the 15 team leagues. Okay. You, what are you going to do? Not draft Kilo or not draft Kennedy because they might get, they might, might get traded? No. You're going to draft them thinking you get as much as you possibly can, and then you, and you're going to have to move on because there's always going to be closers that are going to show up on the waiver wire. But how does this relate to the change in the dynamics of the baseball season being shorter? Well, I think the dynamics, they, they, well, there, I, there's no way that if, we, if they started the season on June 1st, per se, let's say, you know, or, in, or Memorial Day weekend or whatever, that they, they can have a trade deadline that's going to be st- stick at July 31st. I agree so, with that. You know, they're, they're, they're going to have to make alterations in the schedule. They're going to have to extend the seat. They're going to have to make some changes. They're going to have to figure out service time. How is that going to affect certain players? That's another huge thing. That's, know, the, that's, 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 the next, that's my next point. So let's not jump ahead to that yet. Service time is actually number two on the list. But what I'm, what I'm saying about these, these uh, like players, let's, say, let's take those two closures as examples. And there's other examples. Um, I think two, two items. Um, their leash is going to be longer in, as a percentage of the season. In, in like their prorated leash will be longer because even if the trade deadline does get shifted to say August 31st, there's still, it, it, teams are going to, teams are going to stay, teams aren't going to be able to fall out of contention as fast. Well, granted Pittsburgh just might give out day one, but still like, it's, I, I think for them to find a trading partner, they're going to have, they're going to have less time to trade them and they're going to have, less time to fall out of contention. That's a good point. It's a good point that people are people being in, you know, uh, you know, contention longer in the short season. Yeah. And then the other point I have is um, um, they're just, um, they're going to have a longer, they're going to have a longer leash in terms of losing that job to an incumbent. So say the trade deadline is August 31st, or I guess, I guess this doesn't even really relate to trades, but it just terms in terms of closers. Um, they're just gonna have a, they're just gonna it's a shorter season so they have less time to fuck up so players like um iglesias on the reds gain some value like any take any of them wade davis even gain some value yeah what kind of yeah, what kind of value is wade davis giving you man minimal okay. minimal if, I, if, but if, i have if, look the one the one variable here that's that's not going to change is that if a player's done they're done okay and there are certain players that are done they may not know they're done yet but they're done all right and you can have all the late season starts you want. You're not going to capture all of a sudden the fountain of youth, right, and get it back. Uh, is Dexter Fowler all of a sudden going to come? I mean, he's going to get the job starting, unfortunately, for the, for the Cardinals. We don't want to see him out there. We want to see, um, you know, Dylan Carlson. Carlson. But he, they're going to put, they're going to roll his carcass out there because of the contract. How long is that going to last? Yeah, right? great, great transition into service time. Dylan Carlson, he's an ex- ex- excellent example of that. So the, the service time could, the same way as the trade deadline, it could get prorated. We don't know. We don't know when the season's gonna, going to start. But those players, like your Dylan Carlson, your Mackenzie Gore, are they going to be up? Are, are, are they going to spend a greater percentage of the season on the major league roster? Now, there are considerations because they're going to have to have an abbreviated spring training to perhaps um, um, expand the rosters at the beginning of the season, which would help. Um, give these players some major league time. I don't know, but consistent everyday time or being part of a, uh, a starting rotation. But what I'm saying is, I think, I think that um, service time may or may not be prorated. Um, I think it's almost a lock that they're not going to play the 172 or 173 games that they use for service time or days, days in a season. Like there's not going to be that many days in the 2020 season. Um, but I'm saying that 
teams like the Padres that are going for it or the White Sox, i.e. Nick Magical, Mackenzie Gore, Cardinals are going to want to be in contention. Those teams are going to go big or go home. Like you want to like every, every win is going to be magnified even more in a shorter season. So they're right. not going to, they're not going to want to waste away these players that are clearly better than Dexter Fowler in the minor leagues. I'm saying Dylan Carlson is going to be up day one this season. We will have a day day one and Dylan Carlson will be up day one. Mackenzie Gore. I think there's like, they're running it. They're running at the GM there in San Diego is running out of time to finally be a contender. I thought the San Diego Padres would actually start to try and contend last year. Uh, as soon as they brought Tatis up, but no, they, like they're getting, they're getting sick and tired of it. I think Gore is going to spend significant time on the flip side with, with the shortened season. They just may, other teams might say, fuck it. Like uh, Matt Manning, uh, Casey Mize, Detroit might not even bring those guys up this year. Now if I, the, the expectation wasn't too high on Mize and Manning making a big impact this year. Anyway, man, maybe my hopes are for Manning because of maybe the, my, I mean, I, it's more Mize and Manning first, man, because no, you know, I I think Manning, I'm the Manning the younger, the two, I think that Manning's the younger, the two it's more, I, I would, I would venture to say that it might be Mize before Manning out there because Manning is really, is, I think is a year younger than him for sure. I don't know. know it wasn't Manning drafted like two years before Mize. I don't think so. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Mize, Mize was drafted after Manning. Okay, I don't, I don't yeah, he know. was. I don't. I don't. I don't have the, the order. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on what uh, everything that I just said there in terms of like the service time? I think like I usually think about most of the things you say. It's mostly a crock of shit. Most of the stuff you say. That's what I usually think when I first hear it come out of your mouth. And then, then, then I sift through it, and some of it has some some kind of you know some kind of warrants comment. But um, yeah, but look, there's a, there's a lot of unknown there. But this is the thing. We're all going to be going into this with the unknown for now. So if you're drafting now, you just do it for fun. I I got one starting up that you're going to be in. Maybe we can talk about that draft by next time we do a show. You know, 150. Someone reached out to me today. Hey, Mike, you want to be in it? You know, some of the old NFBC diehards. You know, we're going to do a 150 over nice and leisurely pace over the course of a week, do about 70 rounds a day, just to take our mind off. You know, all this bullshit that's going on right now. So you know, to just do a draft. You know, and if it doesn't happen, we'll get our money back. Whatever. You know, we're not, again, it's disposable income. None of us are looking for hitting a home run, this whole thing and whatever, you know, but we're all, but, but isn't it, isn't fantasy baseball, a lot of it based on project where you just, you know, prognostication and prediction and guesswork and, 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 you know, and, and gambling certain uncertain players. This is what it's all about, you know? And, and again, we're, we're, it's going to be the same scenario going in, you know, baseball will give us the guidelines. They're going to say here, here, fantasy baseball, not that they give a shit about fantasy baseball and baseball, which is a whole other conversation. But here, fantasy baseball, here's what we're doing. Okay. The season's gonna start on this date. You're gonna get this many games. You're gonna this is when the this is when the trading deadline is gonna be. Uh, this is how service time is gonna work, et cetera, et cetera. And then we're gonna take all that information, like us that we do, you know, and the cerebral guys that we are, and we're gonna process it and we're gonna make our own best guest estimates of who's gonna input the better the best team. That's what we're gonna do. That's what's gonna happen. Right, and and the great thing about it is you, you you're gonna make us all happier. We're gonna have a lot more, more a lot healthier players unless someone gets hurt in the two weeks warm up period to get ready whatever it's gonna be to ramp up ready for for live games. Right, we're gonna have a lot healthier players to pick from now, which is great because you know we all wanna we all wanna have the the, the the most players to choose from, you know, that are as healthy as possible going in. We'd all like to have 100% healthy players start off the deal because injuries suck. None of us like injuries. You know, we, we don't like them. We like them on someone else's or in other teams. But we, we invariably get our own, you know, what happens. Like I'm looking at my, my draft champions 1,000 that I did in late February, which is my last DC going into the high stakes events. And, I'm, and, and now it's looking better to me than I did when I drafted it because, you know, I, I got my Clevenger in the fifth round, okay? I mean, that, to me, that, that's a gold mine. At that point, and when I drafted him, I was like, "Okay, I can't believe I, I can't let him pass one more round. I'll take him in the fifth round." 
You know, that's, that, that was huge. I can't believe you got him there. Well, I just be, I, that can't, was I can't believe it. He should be healthy. He be, what, but in, in worst case scenario, he would have won, even if I got him in the fourth round, okay, it's still a steal. Right? Well, that, was, that was before all the SARS, right? Or the uh, COVID. Yeah, this is before. It was before the whole blow up of the. Uh, yeah, yeah so, so people, yeah. people, people thought, um, well, yeah, still fifth round is way too late for, for Clevenger, regardless. Yeah, he, of, yeah, he was going to miss like one or two starts. Yeah, but again, okay, you, know, you never. It was a weird draft because you had some people drafting Stanton ahead of him and whatever else, and you know that kind of stuff like that. But but sometimes you fall, you get lucky and things fall into that. Conforto on that team, another well, guy. Well, you're you know, drafting, we're drafting with idiots then. You, if somebody drafted Mike Stanton, every dude, every every league, this guy ended the fourth. But every every league is before Mike, Mike Stanton or Jim Carlos Stanton before Mike Clevenger. Everybody, so, every, I'm, I don't call people out like you do, but that's that's like come on. That, that would you're, you're, you're drafting. You're drafting. Take, a, if that's happening, you're drafting in a week. What I would first of know, if one person does something stupid and you always get one every league, then they make a right choice, okay? The, the drafts that I see that people put out on Twitter when they – both players you, were injured. Stanton was more injured than Clevenger. He used to be right, more you know, You're trying to and tell me that the, the, people you, the people you're drafting with or the people that were drafting in TGFBI, those, those, aren't, those aren't leagues that are replete with idiots, okay? Seven, eight, nine, nine guys in a league will be morons. Every league's got one or two people, all right, that are going to be in it. They don't have their shit together necessarily. Right, and and and, and something's going. Some and a pl- every every draft, a player slips. There's no doubt. So the drafts you're in, they, okay, they, there's one idiot, but then the drafts that I'm in, there's nine idiots. Yes, yeah, you see, you nailed it. Okay. okay, and present company, present company included, of course. All right, all right. Next, next, next group of players. We don't we don't want to spend too much time on actual baseball content, so I just want to fly through this. Um, we don't. We don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, there's another another joke that went over your head there. Um okay. in, innings pitch limits. So Jesus Lozardo, um, Julio Urias, um, other guys, McCullers is another good example of those guys. Sure. I think this is this is this is one that I'm, I thought about. This is one of the first things I thought about. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna keep this to myself. I'm brilliant. These guys are gonna have so much value. But now obviously everyone's talking about this. I thought I was the only one at first, I thought I was the only one that was realizing this, but no, everyone realized Zach, Zach, the first mistake you made is you used the word brilliant and yourself in the same sentence. Okay. <laughs> that was the first error in judgment that you made right there, thinking that you'd be up on some of the guys that are doing this kind of stuff at the level that we're doing it. Okay, on. so do you disagree with do you disagree with the assessment? Of what, what assessment? That uh, these the players like the examples I listed, um, Yeah, they're gonna be of course, them. because they, because because a full season may be 140 innings. You know, it may be 150. But then there's other other people that are sort of arguing against what I'm saying, or not completely against it, but partially against it. Are saying that well, these guys are going to pitch like an average five, five, six innings a game, whereas your studs are still going to pitch like an average seven innings a game. So they're not going to get as many innings. But I guess the the delta is not going to be as high. So. Well, wait, wait, so what are they going to do? They're going to put a guy like Azar. They're going to have a guy, you know, only pitch five, and then and then use. They still got to use a bullpen, then. I mean, they're going to purposely pull him out. No, they're going to they're going to pitch him his innings. If he's pitching a good game, he's going to stay in. If he needs to come out, he's going to come out. But he's going to he's going to be pitch. They may have an innings limit, but that innings limit may cover the entire the entirety of whatever season this is going to be. Right? But it, I think just, if, they, if a guy like Lazardo is like throwing fifty pitches through five innings, they're not going to pull him out. Like if he's if he's pitching not. If, if he's pitching like a fucking stud like he is. Then he's going to pitch the seven or eight innings that he is. Yeah, basically. and especially especially if the, if the A's who are a great team or a solid team, they're are winning, okay, and uh, and they have a chance to win. And they, you know, they did you know, the same thing. We heard the same thing with Matt Harvey years ago. Remember Matt Harvey? All oh, the innings, the innings, the innings. You know, and but you know, the Mets had a chance. They were going, they went to a World Series, right? And they put him out there. You know, yeah, and and, and the last decent inning was it was the inning that Terry Collins put him out there for the ninth inning, which he should never have done, and he's never the same after that. Right, yep. but he was he was supposed to be on innings limit. We, we heard all about that. His agent was flipping out. He's using him all these innings. But the guy wanted to pitch because they had a chance to win in the World Series. Okay, so a lot of these guys are professionals. They're going to want to pitch. I've heard I've heard um, 
you know, uh, what's his face say this? McCullers say he's pitching. I don't know what they're talking about. I'm going to pitch. All right. So they want to pitch. So if they, so 130, 120. We're, we're talking. To, we're talking right now about a judge should cover the majority of the season in most cases there. So you're going to get you're going to get uh, a lot of quality. And so that that does bump them up. But you're saying right? you're saying the season's going to be at least 120 games. I, I, I would say that, that is, that's what I'm putting out there. I'm putting out some positive energy into the universe because there's enough people out there thinking there's going to be a half a season or no baseball at all or, you know, that's, all the that's baseball 70, players. That's 75%. So if you're taking a pitcher like Garrett Cole, he's going to throw 220 innings. That is 163 innings. You're, you're looking at these these workhorses are going to be throwing about 160 innings in a 120 okay. game season. So the next tier down is doing 130 in 140 innings, right? Something like that. Well, I think these guys are going to throw. I think those guys would have thrown that many innings anyways. I don't think they're. Yeah, gonna, I don't, I don't, I don't think. think and, I, and I and I think that these these guys that are the experts out there, they keep claiming that I think they all because they, because most of these guys that are out there, they always they have to err on the low side. They're not going to swing out there and say, oh, I think Lazardo's going to pitch 140 when everybody's saying that he's going to pitch 100 or 120. You know, whatever. So it's really, a lot of these guys will and I will probably pitch more than predicted in the first place, right? So I, I tend to believe that they they'll they'll pitch more than they're predicted, you know, because you know, most of these guys are going to do they're going to be they're going to give conservative estimates of how many innings they're going to pitch, right? So well, the ste- steamer has Lazardo at 163 innings. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, and a steamer, steamer is is steamer usually more you know progressive in there, and more. I don't look at all the you know the projections. They're they're, they're conservative at bat. Uh, Ariel Cohen, I think, or no, sorry, he does ATC. He has him at thir- one thirty-seven. It was what is the bat? What does the bat have him at? One fifty-one. All right, so the thing is, a good average, one hundred and fifty innings. So he, he's got he's got he's he's got a surplus of innings. He's he's going to be giving out innings. He's going he's going to be making and rain innings to the fans. He's like, I got the, all these extra innings that I have <laughs> that I've that I've been projected for. Right. All right. Exactly. Next, next thing I wanted to talk about is um, this could be this is one thing that I haven't heard anyone talk about, and this could be me sort of ground. Split. It's a groundbreaking here, Zach. You're gonna roll something out. It's groundbreaking right now. Hit me with it. Yeah, it, it could be a stretch. You know, what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play myself down. So, the value of ratios. So, take batting average for example. Batting average is one of the least consistent um, stats for players. So. For, when you compare it to home runs, you know your home run hitters are going to hit in that range of home runs that they're, I guess, projected for. Batting average uh, depends on a lot of things like, um, of course, Babbitt and other items that could make it sway from year to year or from month to month. Uh, mm-hmm. People go into slumps. So I, what I'm saying is that players with a low batting average tend to don't tend not to lose as much value in a shorter season, especially if you're like cutting the season in half. There could be there could be way more room for variability in that shorter season. So even players like Tatis, I think he gained some value because let's say he's not really projected based on his peripherals to be a 300 hitter. Maybe he can replicate it again because it's a shorter sample size. Um, someone like um, someone like Joey Gallo could he's probably a 220 hitter, but maybe in that short season he can go on a streak and he could be a 250 hitter. Yeah, which was he? Which he was he was doing, you know, before he got hurt. But he's not. A, he's not a two fifty hitter. Yeah, but he was hitting. What was he? Two fifties, two sixty when or in that yeah, area. Yeah, the Earthless. beginning of the season. He was on a streak. Yeah, and the odds of him and the odds of him keeping him up in the long run. Yeah, because batting average tends to level out over time. You know, potentially. You know, yeah, you're right. So those, those, it's possible that these these guys, they, you know, or or but they, but who's to say? You know, you don't have like you have a situation like a Jose Ramirez. 
okay, who did what he did last year, unless he, he has those two horrific months now that when he, when he, he couldn't even hit the damn ball and, and produce nothing. You know, you're not, he's not going to recover from that now. Now he's really a drag on you if the guy's doing nothing. He's yeah, but it goes both it, ways. If you're going to pay it, it's a huge slump. Yeah, yeah, I know it goes both do ways. I, do, I, do I really want to pay up for DJ LeMay that much now? Because maybe he has like a slow month. and then that well, I don't want to pay up for DJ LeMay that much in the first place. But that's up to you guys. <laughs> that's the case. It's, but um, It's up to us whether or not you pay up for DJ LeMay. No, it's up to you guys. If you if you guys want to be taking him and pay up that much, I won't be paying up that much for DJ LeMay. Well, then say like, oh, I don't want to use Altuve because I think Altuve. You, seemed, you seem to be into DJ LeMay for some particular reason. So, eh, so, so yeah. I, like, I like the position eligibility. He's, but I'm, I never seem to get him because he he, uh, he goes a because way because he goes way too high where he should be going. But that's <laughs> he goes a little too high for me. Um, but yeah. uh, I like him still. But I don't I don't like I think he's still a little bit too. High. Here's my here's my general philosophy, man. And, and, and I love people that tell me I love, I like him or whatever. Look, if you don't love the guy that you're getting in the top fourth five four or five rounds, don't draft him. All right, because you you should love the guy because you know there's plenty of times you go oh, I got to take this guy here or whatever, and often you know, they suddenly work out the way it goes. Okay. It's funny because I, I just had I just had uh, Dusty Wagner on the show the last show we did, and the one piece of uh, one piece of advice that he gave me is he said don't love your team, and then you're saying the you said your team. I said your guys. Different story. It's not about loving your team. It's about loving your guys. Okay. Okay. Fair love enough. You guys, pick your guys, but you know I want I want to look at my draft when I'm done and, and say okay I'm gonna go through my first few rounds of my picks. Do I love these guys? Because you know I don't want to be hating my guys that I'm supposed to be following out of the gate. Okay. Know, I, I like it. I think those two pieces of advice don't have to be mutually exclusive. Exactly. Okay, that's good. What does Dusty Wag know anyway? You know, if he's listening, you know, what, what does he know? You know. Did you listen? Did, did you listen to the episode? He was. It was. Uh... I, I, Jack. You know, I only. You know, I only listen to shows that I'm on. You know, you know how it is. Only, only, only the only the highly <laughs> listened to shows. <laughs> I, I only well, listen to the one. What, the all my shows that are five. All my shows. All the shows that are over five hundred listens or more that I'm on. Those are the ones I listen to. Well, guess what? The one, that, the last one that you did, the last one he did, they're pretty fucking close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, you know, it just went. Close doesn't mean they're winning. So well, I'm not even saying that. I'm but it goes back to you. But it goes back to your shit. It goes back to your shit marketing department you do there. Whatever. <laughs> I barely marketed and, the dusty one at all. You know, do you know how many? Do you know how many people are going to be listening to this show when this comes out? Trust me, this is going to be a blockbuster. Well, it's because there's, not, there's nothing else to listen to. There's like people are just watching, watching like curling on TV. You know, whatever, 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 whatever you got to do, man. You okay, know? Ne- man, next number four, the fifth group of players is this is another obvious one: injury, injured players. We talked about this already: Verlander, Clevenger, Willie Calhoun, Trey Mancini, Carrasco, Judge, Stanton, Paxton, Conforto. All these guys gain value, right? Except for maybe Mancini, but and maybe, well, yeah, well, no, no, don't don't blow through them, man. They're, they're, every one of those players has a, a different kind of situation, bro. Okay, okay? Let's, let's break it down. Okay. Well, he started off with Verlander. I mean, today he, we, we revealed that the guy had groin surgery and he's going to miss six weeks for sure, okay, for starters. So it wasn't just a mild lat strain. It went from a mild lat strain to – first it went tricep soreness, mild lat strain, and now I'm going to get groin surgery. Okay? Yeah, he's 37. 37, cops, 37 years old. That's, that's serious stuff. That is serious shit. That is serious shit, okay, which means going in, you should be leery. And again, Verlander, Scherzer going in. Into the, into the in the first round, it, it, it's a risk because you never know that's going to be that year that the, when you, when it, when you finally hit it the wall or something or your body starts breaking down. We've seen glimpses of that with Scherzer. Do I love Scherzer in many ways? Okay, but it's it's just a scary proposition with this guy. As he much as Verlander any day, he could become Verlander any day. He had neck, his back, this and that. So Verlander had three injuries already this spring, and one that required surgery. So and and sure he's gonna go out there again. He should maybe he'll maybe he'll be ready for probably not because he's gonna have to recover from a surgery, then have a spring. So he still might miss time in Verlander's situation. 
right? Yeah, as yeah. much as much as I want Verlander to. You gonna draft him in the first round right now? If you if you have a draft today, thinking there's gonna be a baseball season, right, coming up in like six weeks, eight weeks from now, you drafted him in the first round? No. Is your first is your ace? No, you're no, not. No, I'm not. As much I was gonna say, as much as I want him to go in the first round because I want someone else to take him, I'm gonna have to say that there's been so many pitchers I've seen over the course of the last several years who's had one injury and it leads into another. Look at Jose Fernandez before he died that year that he needed Tommy John surgery. It was, right. a, I think, a knee that it changes delivery. Like just one thing to compensate for something else causes a different injury in these pitchers. Right. Yeah, especially with your groin, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, when you're driving from your you legs. You say de- DeGrom or DeGroin? What did you your say there? Groin. Okay, sorry, that's your like New York accent? I thought yeah, you were saying it's like, yeah, it's like against. It's no, like de- against. It's okay. like against when you say against. Okay. So, uh, but we're, not ta- like, we're not talking about Jacob DeGrom? No, we're talking about his groin. Okay. Okay, the groin he's got going on issue right there, and your core. You know, I, as I said before, I mean, I, you're not you're not going to take that risk. So it doesn't matter how much when we start this season, right? At this stage of the game, and if it starts later than that, probably most people aren't going to play. Where would where would where would you take Justin Verlander? Would you take would you take I, if you, if you had a late pick in the second round and he was still there? Would you? Take I, I still I still think with all the talent that's going to be at the board at that time. You know, and I, and I, I subscribe to... Okay, Verlander or Luis Castillo? Because I saw you took Luis Castillo in the third round of that draft that you... I would, probably, I would probably take Castillo. It would, but it, it depends. Is that my second pitcher or is that my first pitcher? It's your second pitcher. Uh, as my, sec, I would, as my second pitcher, I'm probably taking Castillo. Because I probably already got an ace before that that I'm pairing Castillo with, and I'm going to be that. I'm not going to go find... Well, and I, go, think you, go. I think you would take Castillo in your, as your first pitcher because you don't want to have that much risk in your first pitcher, right? So, let's say... Let's say Verlander or Castillo, and it's your first pitcher. It depends. Like I said, let's, let's, let's say you got let's say you got Yellick, this, you, let's say you got Yellick and you got Albies uh, or whatever, or whoever you take in the second. You got Starling Marte and you got Christian Yellick in the first two rounds. And then you, uh, yeah, and that'd be interesting because over the first two times I've had them this, this season, if that was the case, you pair those two together. I'm, okay, so, I'm, I'm sorry, my my apologies. You have <laughs> you have Ronald Acuna and you have. Um, and then you, you're picking on the turn again, and then you're and you're, you have the first your first player is Austin Meadows. Okay, so Acuna Meadows already do it, and, and who who? But again, who other pitchers are left over at that at that time? You know, it depends on okay, a lot so, of variables. So you have, you have, okay, you have a, like okay, let's break it down. So there's no there's no ambiguity here. So you have you, you have Acuna and you have Meadows, and you're on the you're trying to finish off your turn pick. Either the pitchers that are off the board are your Scherzer, your Bueller, your um, your Garrett Cole, your Degrom, Flaherty's off the board, Clevenger's off the board. Um, and Strasburg's off the board. Bieber's still there. Sorry, B- and Bieber's off the board too. Bieber's gone too. Yeah. So now, so, now, now you're now now you you have those. Two, you have two hitters, two good hitters, Acuna, and we're going to call it Meadows. Who's who's the pitcher you're taking? If, if I have to take a pitcher, you know, gun to my head right now, I'd probably would go Castillo or Verlander there at this stage of the game. Probably would. That's the fucking question. Right. So which so, one? <laughs> I would go Castillo. I would go Castillo or Verlander. Which one? In that case. Oh, oh, you take, oh, 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 Right, okay, but I'm getting well, four healthy months of, of, of Castillo. Are their numbers going to look that different? Uh, I don't think so. So that's the thing, and, and and you have to also remember too. Who knows if I'd even take a pitcher at that at that third turn like that? You know, maybe I do three hitters in that situation because with all these other other guys now that are being pushed up now because okay. they're going to get 
Okay, we'll new see. scenario. You're, you're, you're now drafting at the back of the draft. You've drafted Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis on somewhere on the turn uh, of the first two rounds. All those same pitchers are off the board, except you have Castillo off the board and um, Giolito off the board as well. Do you take Verlander or Chris Paddock? As my first? As your first pitcher. Again, it's tough, but if I go on the knowledge I have today, I still might go Paddock, Ben, or Verlander. I just don't trust him. You know, I, and I'm not loving it. I, I, like I, I want to go back to loving my pitcher, but if I'm boxed into that corner when all those pitchers are gone, you know, like you said, and, and you said uh, Clevenger's gone. You know, I, I don't think I would take Syndergaard in a million years. I might Cor- take Corbin. Corbin? Yeah, I, I don't like, I wouldn't go Corbin over Paddock. Okay, um, Verlander or Snell? Snell, let's see, but Snell's an interesting scenario because I think, the, you know, Snell, this rest and everything may do him well at this point. Me, you know, I, I would rather Verlander over Snell. Still. Like I said, they, they both have their injury issues. They both have their concerns. You know, one's like a lot older, one's a lot younger. If I had my choice, I'd take neither and I'd pick somebody else. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and try to build it some other way. I'd, I'd bump up guys like, you know, maybe that's when I bump up and I, you know, and double top of Bontas and Luzardo together or something like that, you know, and build it up that way with Gallon and people like that or Darvish or whatever. I just, I just don't like the fact that I'm going to have my main ace going in, that I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that the guy's going to be healthy. All right. So, spend enough time on what I want. On to another pitcher, Clevenger. We've already talked about him a little bit. I think he's a pretty safe bet for a second round pitcher now. Yeah, I, 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 I think he always. I think he really always was. I don't think there's. He, much he's to fine there. I mean, for sure, for now. I I think at this stage, yeah, we saw okay. what he did last year when he came back and had a show, same similar thing, shortened for a few, missed a few couple of starts, few starts. Guy was dominant. All right, Calhoun, Willie Calhoun. He's uh, got hit in the face with a 95 mile an hour fastball today. He said, "This is all way, way bigger than baseball." Um, but I know if I was pushed, if it was pushed back to May, I'm going to be ready. I want, I want so much to be ready to play opening day. Yeah, and he's another guy that I have on this team too. And yeah, I mean, Willie Calhoun, you're going to benefit from this whole thing. And uh, I like that he's not showing concussion symptoms. He's not having headaches. You're going to have a lot of other problems when you hit in the face with a with a, with a baseball like that. And thankfully. If he, uh, he, we don't know the psychology part of the whole thing. That's the unknown variable about that. Um, how are you going to be psychologically after you get hit in the face like that? But, um, but I'm, you know, but where's, where's he going to go? Is he going to go much different than a 10th, 11th, 12th, 12th, 12th round where he's been going? I pretty much, I think he's going to settle in there. I mean, he might probably go off a couple of rounds later. Yeah. You know, you might get him in the teens. And you could, there's a guy with a high batting average and 30 home runs you could possibly get, you know. And I don't know what, what, what that, you know, is going to extrapolate out to in terms of a shortened season, but. He's a, uh, he's a solid pick that, you know, he's going to get only benefit from this extra rest time. Exactly. Um, Trey Mancini. So he had cancer. Um, he had a, he had a, yeah. One, I mean, look, I'm not two. touching Trey Mancini. I mean, I, 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 I'm so happy that they, he had a successful surgery. The great the video he put up on Twitter. It's, it's great to see this guy and he's, you know, he's going to make a recovery, but you know, you know, cancer, this, this is, this is serious shit. Okay. Forget the surgery that he had and what you went through. As a young person, you're on major medications, man. And every medication has side effects, every one of them. Okay? And we don't know what kind of side effects you're going. You know, I got a buddy of mine, one of my best friends, he suffers from, he has multiple myeloma, you know, which, which has killed a lot of major league baseball, blood cancer, you know, and whatever. And, you know, the medications, you know, he, he tells you, and, he's, and this guy is in phenomenal shape, goes to the gym, takes care of himself, physical specimen, everything else. But when you put these meds in your body, you know, you, you, it, it screws you up. Okay. Even, even, if it's, even if it's the good, quote-unquote, good medication, these things are all toxic. You never know how this body's responding and the side effects and whatever, just like we saw from what's his name coming back from uh, leukemia last year. 
wasn't the same. Good transition. You know, Carlos Carrasco is the next. Yeah, it's part, the next it's part of the whole you know, so I mean, I, I just don't, I don't messing with these guys. I mean, let's, I'm, I want someone else to take those players in that because that's a serious, that's a serious thing. You don't just like bounce. It's not like a, you know, well, it's a hamstring pull, you know, and I'm going to bounce back and go back out. They're all the same, right? Okay. You're going to be, he's going to be on those kind of medications and a lot of things going to be going on with his body. Same thing with what's his face, you know, and, and uh, Carrasco. And these medications also affect your physical structure in many ways too. It can affect your bone, it can affect your tissue, it can affect a lot of different ways. So I, I'm not touching those guys. All right, next four guys that we want to talk about, all from New York. Uh, Judge and Stanton, you can kind of group together. Um, what do you think about them? Well, I mean, I, I'm still not touching Stanton because I told you that he's, he's injury prone, and if it's not that, it'll be something else. Yeah, yep. Judge, you know, with that, he says it could heal. Everything could be healed by that time. You know, uh, um, and so that, that he definitely – He might need surgery, though. I think um, – Well, if he gets surgery, I, like I, I said, there, again, there's so many players that are going to be healed and better in those early rounds that I'd rather have someone else make that mistake. I think judges. I think judge might be a good bet because I think I think you'll have like. Where he I, goes. I think the next uh, the next couple of days he'll know because if if he's going to have surgery, he might might as well get it out of the way now. If you don't see judge getting surgery in the next week or two, you can probably assume that he's going to not need, not going to have it, and he's probably going to be ready close to when the season starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see what does he, what he does what does he does when he comes back in spring training. I mean, drafting now is still a tough call. If you're dra- but if you have if we if we see some t- couple weeks of prep time and see how he's doing, he's He's playing. He's swinging the back. He looks good. Well, all right, different story. But again, there's the risk. I mean, again, how much risk do you want to take if he, if he's going to start going in the in the top three, four rounds again, five rounds again? There's so yeah. many great players there. You don't have to take the risk to do it. You can get and uh, and. He's so good in the in the OBP leagues that you play in, though. Who? Yeah. yeah. No, thanks a lot. That was a good joke. Funny, hysterical. Hysterical. <laughs> Um, so Stanton, I think I don't. I think if you draft Stanton in the round, in the third or fourth round, I don't think there's any scenario where you're gonna you're gonna say to yourself a couple months from now, um, I'm so glad I drafted Giancarlo Stanton in the third or fourth round. Yeah. Right. But and another guy in this range you didn't even put in your list is Oscar Mercado. We forgot about Mercado. I did. You know, I did. You know, huge. I mean, I love the guy. A lot of you know, and a lot of people do. If you get him the right pro, get right in the right place, you know, uh, you know the wrist thing, a minor wrist train. He, he's doing nothing but resting it now, which is great. And he'll recover from that. Guys like Mercado and Conforto, the nagging things that could become bigger problems that because they don't rest enough now are going to have a chance to get all that rest. So I'm trying to find a silver lining in this, in this, this whole thing. But in, and that's one way of looking at it, that all these players, you know, it can only benefit the Buxtons. And I, and I and I'm not saying I'm going on Byron Buxton, you know, because he, he wasn't going to be ready for the beginning of the season with labrum surgery. You know, he's coming back from right. Another one. How about Mondesi? Another huge pick going through in, in there too. You need as much healing time as possible as, as, as possible for that as po- that's going to help you. So these players all gain in value because they're going to be healthier. How, how healthy we don't know until they start playing and, and whatever. But all, all now does, that, does that help um, Donaldson? Because you, one of the first things you said when we first talked was that he is calves. He's going to be playing in a cold Minnesota. This might yeah, well, it's not it's not cold as much anymore, right? When he goes back, it'll be warmer. But again, I think there's there's there's, there's an injury. I mean, it's grasping at straws. Well, there's still there's still the age factor for number one. There's still the age factor. I, you know, I don't hate Donaldson, but I'm not going out of my way to go after Donaldson necessarily. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see as we get closer to the season if he's there in the right. I'm not going to say never say never. It all depends on where everything falls in any given draft, right? But uh, again, 30, how old is he? Thirty what? 30, I forget what his age is, but he's not, you know, he's, he's not uh, any, that, that young anymore. I think he's 34, 35. And, you know, and he has a history of issues. Uh, he does, right? Yeah. Um, what about Paxton? Uh, yeah, again, Paxton. You know, I mean, I have him, I got him in my, this, my, my 
the contract league I did, you know, and he was in a reserve in a, in a, in a reserve uh, rounds because no one wanted to touch him because it was supposed to be three to four months. Then we heard he was going to get back, come back faster anyway. Now he's going, he was, I report he's going to be ready for the starter whenever the season starts again. So whenever the season starts, he's, he, he could be, he's going to be well right off the pitch. He's saying, so that's great. It only increases, it only increases the confidence in him. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to make him better than my third or fourth starter, you know, but he, he's definitely uh you know, someone to look at now more than before. All right, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a couple of guys that pe- these 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 names have been talked about over the, over the last couple of days for obvious reasons. But I'm going to give you. Like, I'm going to I'm going to think to that next level, and I'm going to flip it around. Players that are going to lose value. So I'm going to talk about Clint Frazier and uh, Mike Talkman. Those players, uh, I think, lose value because you're that much closer to Aaron Hex being healthy. Um, I know he's not going to be back right away, but you're going to have a, probably a healthy Judge and Stanton now. So and Miguel Andujar, I think, loses value as well. Um, but 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 with Frazier and Talkman weren't guys that you know you were counting on to get a lot of value at when you where you're drafting them right now. So anybody any drafts that happened before, where did you get uh, Frazier and Talkman? You know how much of impact? Three hundreds or four. Three of the three hundreds or four. Exactly. Right. So yeah. so it's not like you know these are guys like oh shit now these guys are coming on board. But you, but if you talk a guy like Gavin Lux, okay, as a, an example that everybody's taken. Uh, where they've been taking him, people got to be worried about what they're reading right now about Lux. What about Whereas before about that he his roster spot maybe been to be secure as it was before. Why not? Uh, they may be thinking about giving him. I don't know why. I, I I think they should be should be secured. I mean, I would I, play I, haven't, I haven't read this. I play every day. Well, you know, you to, you know spend a little time look researching some things, man. I've been reading some things, and you know, I heard some uh, a good podcast. I think what podcasts? Uh, I guess uh, whoever was. Um, the Dodgers beat writer, what he's hearing around Dodgers camp, what he was hearing in spring training. And I've heard a few other things and uh, out there. And, and I, I know where I've read it, but I, it, it all mush, it all melts together for me when you're reading all this kind of stuff. So I can't give attribution, but you know, there's some, there's, there was some doubt, a little doubt before. And now I'm hearing more things. You never know what's going to happen. But then again, then there's a playing time factor, but I think he's already been up. Right. So I don't think that it affects his playing time. You know? mm, he's still, he's still rookie eligible. Um, I'm is not he, sure. I'm not sure about that. So, so I don't. I guess I really can't tell him I'm an expert on that kind of thing. But again, he, he all the talent in the world. He should be starting. I'd put him out there. But you know, he's he's still a you know tenth, eleventh, you know, round possible pick. All right. This is what I've heard about Josh Hader. I'm I've heard that um, by the time uh, Corey Knable's back, Josh Hader will already be a stud and entrenched in that closer role. Now if the season starts in June. Corey Knable will be healthy. Yeah, but how good is he going to be? I mean, I look, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't know. I have as a lay round, you know, a reserve player in some can, places. Can you, but, can, can you, can you argue that this doesn't at least slightly put a chink in the armor of Josh Hader? Well, let's, let's not get, let's not get racist and call using the word chink now. Okay. On this whole thing. I know, but I mean, maybe, maybe a kink in his armor, but not necessarily a chink. Okay. In his armor. Let's not, let's watch what we were saying here. Words, the same word can mean two different things. With, with this coronavirus thing now, you know, we don't want to be all confused that we're saying things that are like. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think anyone's confused. Except, I don't think anyone's confused except for maybe you. <laughs> I'm not confused. Okay. So, all right. So anyway, going 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 back to the, the, this uh, this chink in the armor over here. Um, mm-hmm. The the uh, look the thing with Hater all the time is you know you knew that that they that the Brewers in a perfect world would love to use him as many innings as they possibly can in other other high leverage situations. In a perfect world, they had someone that could close and be dominant. You know, they maybe go back to that. Well, that was, I think, that was the original plan with Knable, right? When he was healthy, you know, right. uh, before he had went in that role. So that still may still be the case, but what remains to be seen is can Knable come back and be Knable? 
Is the guy going to be throwing whatever, 100 miles an hour when he comes back and be his old self? We don't know how it's going to be. Will he be, again, more chance to heal, more valuable because he'll be back. I think May 1st was his deadline. He was May 1st was his projected day to come back. So he's definitely going to be past that for sure when yep. they start. So, you know, I mean, yeah, he becomes a lot more valuable and, you know, a lot more, you know, uh, people are thinking a lot more flyers on him, pushing him way up. He's not going to be where he's going now. Was he going through 300, 400s? At least four hundreds, probably. Yeah, four hundreds, probably around four hundred. At least, you know. Yeah, he was a nice buy. I have him. I have quite a bit of uh, exposure to him. Right. So, like I said, there's a lot of. Like I said, it makes it may make the closer situation even more volatile. You know, it may it may make it even more stable. It depends upon how you know. Again, all these variables come into place. You don't know how it's going to go, and uh, you know, looking at um, you know people look look at a guy like you know coming back. You know, was 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 like Alvarado. You know, injured last year too. You know, you, you, he had some injury issues. There are a lot of other players that you never know coming back right now that could play a role. You know, and and start, and take those jobs. Yeah, closers know? closers a fucked up position. Um, is it is it, it, it is it's that way as it is already. It's already a shit show. So so one player I forgot to mention, and this uh, now I'm getting into the deeper draft champions guys, but. Um, not let's not, go too, let's I, not I, go too deep and start boring people. Too, you know, uh, no one's no one's no one's bored. How, you, how, episodes, how long, no one ever gets we, bored in your episodes. Exactly. How long have we been doing the show for? Uh, we're, we're 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 too long already. Um, how long is too long? I, I have been timing this whole thing. We said we're, we we said uh, we're only going to do we only done about an hour, right? We said we're going to do about an hour tonight, right? Yeah, we're going to cut out like the whole first half of it though. So don't worry. So what do we have? Two hours? We are we trying to say? How long no, have we been doing? Yeah, this? we're almost at two hours. So we got to we got to finish up soon. So I'm I saying have, one, I have pages of more material here that I wanted to get. But okay, whatever. let's let's stop. Let's try. I'm trying to no no no. I'm, go good, I'm trying to blow through all this actual like real baseball content and going go ahead. This mission but that that, ever, that everybody's going to forget about by the time we start the uh, regular season. Yeah, but uh, one person we forgot in the McCullers and Urias and Lazardo's talk was Michael Kopech. But uh, on that same team, here's a deep league guy that just gained a ton of value. Um, and when I say a ton, is we're, we're grasping at straws, and these 50 round draft and holds is Carlos Rodon. He's coming back from Tommy. You, look, you, you're saying that on purpose, not to, to, to prod me with the Rodon thing. Because right now, if Vlad Sedler is listening to this episode right now, he's, he's pissing his pants, laughing that you just said, said Carlos Rodon. Right? Because he's the one that douched me out of my second main event championship, not last year, the year before, when Sedler and I went down the last weekend in our, in our, in our main event together. Because we were, we were like literally, I think, tied. We were in the, 117 to 170. some crazy-ass number. In any other league you'd be in, you'd probably win it. We had like 117 and a half or 119 apiece going into the last weekend. I had this killer Friday night, and, I'm, and I, I jump ahead of him by two or three points, and he's like, he's giving me his concession speech on Saturday, right? When, lo and behold, Saturday night, Carlos Rodon comes out there and completely shits the bat in an eight-run, in one-inning debacle, destroys my ERA, my whip, and I lost four points in the ERA. We were that close. Everything was that close. And ERA and whip in one night, and he wins the league on Sunday. By like right. a half a point or whatever, or a point or so or whatever it was. So I lost out my – when I should have won my – and I won another uh, main event champion. I could have had two main event titles in one year. Because of Carlos Rodon. I don't want you to. I don't want to hear nothing about Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon can rot in hell, and I don't care if he ever pitches another. I hope he gets Tommy John surgery again in both elbows. Okay, because I don't want to hear anything about Carlos Rodon. Okay, (laughs) and no one out here listening to the show should ever draft that piece of shit. I saw, I, you heard it from Mike the Mouth. Solid analysis. He doesn't take anything personal into his uh, consideration. I don't hold any grudges. You know, not at all. 
Okay, now how but about that would fall right into line with my new Twitter handle because you know because uh, when Ooh, I say you're dead up, to me, that's coming up. People want to stay tuned. People want to stay tuned for that. Okay, uh, uh, group number six here. In, like I'm, I'm using quotations here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not actually putting my fingers up. I'm just sitting here myself. You're not using the air quotes. No, I'm not actually putting my fingers into air quotes. But I'm telling you, um, I'm using air quotes even though I'm not. Just to like um, sort of convey my message here. Uh, injury prone players that that may have basically less time to get injured. Your Carlos Correa. Miguel Sano, do they do they gain some steam here because uh, they just uh, they can't step on any rakes uh, in May and June or April May? Just because you know the season starts later doesn't mean Carlos Square is not going to go to the wrong massage therapist again. Getting a quote, I'll use the air quotes again, quote unquote massage for what he was getting, right? Yeah. Well, you think he was getting a rubber tug? Yeah. I, I, did I did I say that? I, I didn't say that. There wasn't any, there wasn't any rubbing or tugging going on. I don't know what the hell they were doing to him, you know, in, in that massage thing. But how, 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 many, how, how much pressure has to be being used on you, you know, to crack a rib? I mean, seriously, then he's not a small dude either. I've been, I've had a lot of massages in my life. I, I never felt like my rib was getting crushed right, when I was in a massage, right? No. And it, some of the massages some, are, 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 are intense, but no, I've never had a rib broken. Unless, unless it was a, unless it was a guy giving a massage. You never know how that, you know. Who knows? Yeah, you know, that went in there, know. but uh, for that for that situation, but you know, but like I said, like Correa again, he, how many times is that guy? He, he may become super valuable now because you know the guy can only stay on the field for 100 and so many games. So, so maybe the maybe the 100 and something games are the last are, are this part of the season because he's going out there healthy for the whole time. So yeah. who, who knows at this point? That may be maybe it may be a perfect thing for him. I don't think I don't think it makes a difference. I think he I think it's uh, it's like it's I think. I think saying that Correa has more value because he has less time to get injured is the same. The same people are <laughs> same people say that as they're saying, "Oh, I'm playing uh, roulette. It came up black the last two times. It's going to come up red next." Everything, every, every, every potential for injury every game is independent of the other one. So just because he's playing 120 games this year doesn't mean he's not doesn't mean that he has any less probability of getting injured on the second game as he did last year. We like to think that though. We like to, we like to believe yeah, people that. like to think that. So I, 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 I brought up the point of injury row for injury prone players adding gain value in like in a quarter season. I don't think that's the case myself. So you will not be drafting Carlos Correa in any way, shape, or form. No, no, I've, I've lost, I actually have lots of Carlos Correa. Okay, then. because I think he's been going. He's going in a place where um, if I don't have a shortstop, shortstop by then, I really don't like any of the other shortstops after him. Right, um, great. That much. I think he's. I think he's in a good spot where I've, I've ended up with him. Right. What about you? Uh, look, I. I mean, I. I. I, early, I think earlier drafts I took him earlier in the season, like in like October, November, December. I had I had some shares of Correa, you know, from where he was going, you know, at this point. But as the season went on, and people were starting to get on him, I just started like you know, you know, I kind of I, I started not getting him anymore, and I haven't gotten a Correa probably in two three months. So mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to Correa. It just depends upon where he's going to end up going. So, but, right. and when well, I was taking it before, it was, it was acceptable to me, but where he's going, when it started going later, but then again, the whole cheating scandal hit shit at the fan and he started dropping again because of the cheating scandal. Yeah. So all the Astros did. Yeah. All right. Last, last group that I have, the seventh group is unsigned players. And I think there's only one person that I can think of in this group, which is Yasiel. That, matter, that, that actually matters. Yeah. Yasiel Puig. Right. So I guess you can't help but to bump him up a little bit because he's got some time to sign, but really he's doesn't have a job. Yeah. I, I just, I don't understand. Like, well, I mean, again, if the Yankees didn't sign him then, then they're not going to sign him now. 
That's that's for sure. Yeah, all these um, all this time to get in, sorry to interrupt sorry to interrupt you, Mike, but I think all the time that uh, everyone has to heal really hurts his um, um, demand. Well, well, it's not like there's not a ton of teams that couldn't use him out there. It's just I, I just don't understand. You know, I, I mean, he must be some seriously bad citizen that have people that or he got a bad bad reputation that people don't want to sign him that much. I think he's you just know? a fucking retard that no one wants. I, I, I mean, I mean, if 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 the, if, the, if what was it the was it the um, if the Indians can give Domingo Santana, which every, who everybody and their brother shits on every chance they get, all right? The, all the guy does, I mean, if, he, if he's on the field, is, is, you know, he has power, he steals bases. I mean, I know he's a shit defender. Well, take a, take a number. I mean, how many, how many players that we're drafting that, that are out there on the same time are shit defenders, okay? As long as he can get on the field, if, he's a, if they DH him or whatever, he's, if he's in the American League like he is right now. Why, why, why is he such a shit draw? And every, he was everybody's darling last year. Everybody wanted to get Domingo Santana. Right now, now, now he's anybody's shit list. So why not? Okay, why could you couldn't throw Puig somewhere and to throw a bat in his hand as a as a as a uh, and, he, and he's not a horrific defender from from what I understand from Puig, right? A cannon of an arm, cannon of an arm, and whatever he can't control it sometimes. But um, but uh, you know he, he's he's a loose cannon. See the, see what I did there? That that's that's kind of what the problem is with with Puig, isn't it? And the crickets. Oh, I think oh, we, we, hold on, we hold on, hold on. We didn't have the cricket sound effects. Hear that? You know, that's, see, me, see. that's me scrambling to get back onto my chair after if I you fallen had, it off you, laughing. Yeah, sorry, I muted. Last time, last time was, it was, it, when we were on the air, it was you scrambling to put your pants on if you, done, if you found out Lee Sam was a porn star. Now it's, now it's the Yossiel Peak thing. No, thing. it's not right. I was scrambling to take how much, how much, was, how much internet? <laughs> let me ask you a question. How much internet research, quote unquote research, since we're doing air quotes the whole episode here, are you, have you done on Lisa Ann since our last episode? Well, first of all, I was scrambling to take my pants off. Um, <laughs> and not, not put them on. Uh, all, I, I've had to move out to the unlimited data package for my um, home internet. Is that what you had to do? <laughs> because you spent so much time on, on researching Lisa Ann online? Yeah, it's been, it's been like a full-time job. I, I, could, I can imagine. Full-time hand job, you trying to say? Yeah. Got that? Yeah. All right. Yeah, the jokes Yeah. Now I'm starting to sound like I'm starting to sound like bad Todd Zola, you know, the, the jokes he, that he tells on on Twitter all yeah, the time. He's PG, he's PG. You're just you're getting you're getting dirty. You're getting nasty. Like. <laughs> all right, let's move on to movie trivia. Oh, here we go. We didn't even tease this, but you you asked me again, and I'm I'm stroking stroking the diva. So we have we have to we have to have a contest now because the last was people were know they listened to the last show, um, you lost, and as a result of losing. You owed me to do a main event, and I told people the story, and they loved hearing it, and, and uh, that it was great and awesome that it went down that way. Well, it was awesome because I actually manned up and entered the, the, the main event. And, and I give you a lot of credit for that. You know, a lesser man would have punked out of it, okay, and not took responsibility and stepped to the plate. And, you know, that's, that's a big step because not only did you have to you know, pony up 1700 bucks, you had to get your ass from, you know, Toronto or whatever you're coming from, Canada, East Jabib, you know, load up, load up the mushers. And- well, no, because I was already coming for the auction. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, but it was an extra day, extra time. You were going to come down and. Yeah, it was an extra hotel night. Yeah, extra hotel night, whatever. So and so it was. It was a significant you know, contribution that you do that. So I admire you for doing that. We didn't. We we didn't end I, up in the same. I kind of. I kind of. Um, after I did it, I. I still. I don't regret it because I'm still. I'm still going to do the main event when. When not if when the season resumes, I'm still going to be doing the main event, and I hope we do it live. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of half regretted not getting into the solo shot because the solo, like the solo shot, is, like I, I love that format. Yeah, well, it's cool. Good, I mean, good pay, good payout, deeper rosters, monthly waivers, like it's, it's almost perfect. 
Yeah. Well, look, I, I, I think that's great that you're doing it. And, and, when I, and look, I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going I'm to say this on the air right now. For people that are listening that are out there that are maybe NFBC players who may be the naysayers, again, are the doom and gloom guys. If, if there's a baseball, if and when, actually, I said if when there's a baseball season in the next several weeks when all this craziness dies down and we all, we all realize that we're going to be fine and that we're going to be, you know, we're all going to get, you know, bounce back now. You know, people don't take into consideration all these precautions. The whole, everybody, the whole country's freaking out right now, right? Everywhere you go, people are freaked. They're washing their hands. They're, they're locking themselves in here and they're, they're complaining about the people that are still going out and whatever. But there's still a mass number of people in the society right now that are doing the best they possibly can to follow these things. That's got to have an impact. You know, that's going to help flatten the curve. All these people doing that, all these curfews, why would you be doing them now? If all these curfews and closings and limiting things and groups and everything, and even if it's like 50% of the population or 70% of the population gets the message, it's got to have an impact. Okay, because everybody's a lot more hyper aware of everything, the social distancing, whatever, it's going to have an impact. But we, 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 we just like discard that. Like we, we, everybody's told to do that. People are doing it. You know, many people are doing that. You know, a vast majority are doing that. But no, we're all doomed. Right. That, that's going to count for something. You know, just know that that's going to be the case. So there's going to be a baseball season. So when there is a baseball season, I'm going to tell people right now that are listening, there will be live events. Okay. I, I, I talked to Greg about this and I told him, even if I had to lead the charge on this, I'm going to make sure I can tell you right now, there'll be a live MTM ultimate. I didn't go through all the crap that I did to set all this kind of stuff up with the baseballs and all the stuff that you'll, there'll be, a, there'll be radio coverage about the whole thing. There'll be celebrity draft facilitation. It'll be a live event in a venue with food It's in drinks. It's going to be a freaking great night. Cause I, I am going to get my satisfaction for doing that. And, and, and to t- tell you the truth, there are 14 of the 15 owners that are rock solid that would come back and do this. You know? And I would say 13 of them would make the trip into New York to do it. So already, that's how, that's how fanatical they are about putting up this five grand to do it with a, with a significant baseball season ahead. So there's going to be that. And I can tell you, though, whatever, any way, shape, or form, I'm going to do everything in my power to try to go out there and be the best promoter of live events for New York and Vegas in whatever form. Let's say it's even one day or two days or whatever it's going to be. I'm going to find a way. Okay? I will be there. I'll make sure as many other people will be there because there's nothing like the live events. And to write the live events off completely and do everything online would suck. Because I can tell you, point frankly, there was no way I'm doing, I'm signing up for five main events that I'm doing five main events online. Okay? It, 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 it's just, there's just no way. I'm you know, doing it's, it's a blessing in disguise because, you know, once everyone's done washing their hands and, and staying isolated, which they should, I, I believe that we need to do this and we, we do it for the great of the great of everyone. You're looking at it for the old people that are, that are more, whatever, vulnerable. We need to do this. I, I'm staying home. I'm not, I'm not going out of my house. I'm trying to convince everyone here to stay home as much as I can. My parents, I'm making sure I'm, I told my parents to stay in their house, anything they need. If they need like groceries, I'll get it for them. So we got to stay home. But um, right, the only difference is when you step out of your house, you, you, all, you, all that's around you is trees. Okay. Yeah, and, it's and true. snow and wolves. Okay. That's what you got around you. Okay. When I step out of my house, you can't, you, you can't bump, you, you, you step out of your house in New Jersey, you bump into somebody. That's what happens here. Everybody's packed in like sardines in the state, you know, in, in, in New Jersey. It's a different story here. You don't have to worry right. about as much in Canada. Dude, when I get when I get home, I take a full shower. I don't like I don't mess around. As opposed to what the half shower you usually take. What do you what do you what do you, what do you usually do? Put, you know, put, put yourself in the sink. What what, <laughs> what, what what kind of shower are you taking up there, man? You know? <laughs> I, I take a fucking full shower every damn night. I don't. What do you what do you, what do, you do in Canada? <laughs> That's okay. tradition in America. We take showers in full every day. Is there water limitations in Canada? Is that the problem? 
not, not, not any more than it is in the United States. Okay, but I got, I got a treat for you. So our, our, what's our bet going to be? Because I have quotes, and I, not only am I going to, going to read the quotes, I'm going to play the quotes. So you can't even blame me for butchering them. Really? That this is going to be audio daily doubles? Like I'm actually going to hear the quote itself? Yeah, you will. You'll hear the Oh, actor. damn. I, I love that. Okay. I love that. I think that's that's great work, great prep work on your point, which is a hundred times more than you usually do for these shows. So okay. Okay. So, it, it didn't so, take so, long. It's just on a website, so it's okay, not. So, <laughs> a website that I had not seen. Okay. So if if you get if you like, we'll give, we'll do five, five of them. Okay. And then if you get all five, I'll join your uh, draft champions. You're, you're you're joining anyway. You're saying you're doing that. <laughs> you already told me before you started off. You're you're joining that stupid league for 150 dollars. <laughs> that's no effort. What's the stretch going to be? There's got to be something. So. You know, so I guess I've, I've already joined I'm, uh, the main event. I'm joining this league. So okay, are you? Are you uh, it's not, it's not, I'm not joining another league. I don't need to join anymore. Okay, leagues. if they're if they if they're gonna have the live events again in New York, you 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 will you will, will you planning on coming back down to do the live main event? I was considering it, but if if everything's safe and the coronavirus is uh, put to bed. Tucked in. Tucked first, in. Of all, first of all, how, how are you going to know if it's put to bed, bro? <laughs> what, what, what is the determining factor of that? You know, in this country, I, I, I can tell you, as soon as the word goes out that that curve is flattened and there's been no new cases going on, people are just going to pour out into the streets. Okay. And it's all as, over. As soon, okay? as, as soon as Andrew Cuomo is not on CNN 24-7. As soon as that dude gets a wink of sleep, then I, then I will come. As soon as, as soon as as soon as Trump comes out and promises that we're all safe and clear and all is well, right? As soon yeah. as he comes out on national television and says that everybody should believe him that we're all cool and we're all safe and we're going to be fine, right? Then you'll come to live events. Right? As soon as soon as Dr. Sanjay Gupta is talking about like doing a nose job, Sanjay Gupta, yeah. As, as yeah. soon as he's talking yeah. about like doing Especially something, that other... doc, you know, I love that Dr. Fauci guy, bro. That guy cracks me up, man. He is like the, he's becoming a character, a caricature of himself. The poor dude, all he wants to do, you know, he's 79 years old. He said, "Oh, I got this great position. I'm like whatever, whatever position he is in, in the in in uh, in the whatever he does there for the. I don't even know his, his, what his official position is. You know, I should know his title, okay? But he, he's like, I got this great anonymous position. You know, and every day he knows he's got to go out. He, he's being put, he's being thrown out there as the fall guy <laughs> to take all these questions and do all this kind of crap and debate and contradict everything Trump says. <laughs> the, poor, the poor dude, and he's being under the. He's like, you know." being bombarded with the media and he's like do i need this crap at my age and whatever when only you know he's in the worst case scenario for this guy the poor guy you know i know he means well but what is he gonna do he's damned if he do he damned if he don't being that guy i feel i feel really bad for the guy every time i hear him talk i just feel man you have a rough you have a rough life man every day and not to mention the fact you got to be around everybody who's probably carriers in it right now there too I know. you know as a high-risk guy yourself <laughs> all right so i will come down to new york again even you'll definitely do. You'll, so you, you see, you're on the fence about. It. You may not. You may not have come down to New York to do. As long as, as long as I, I will come down to New York to do the live events, as long as it's relatively safe. Relatively safe. What is relatively? What, who determines that? Well, right now it's so not. If I tell right, you, if right I tell now you New York City is not relatively safe. Okay, but I'm saying is if we if there's going to be a baseball again and there's going to be main events again, it's it's going to be the team safe enough that they're going to have these events, right? Yeah. More exactly. likely than not, I'll feel comfortable. If, if if the main event's on and baseball's on, dude, you're you're, you're like thirty years old, man. Okay, what's the worst that's going to happen to you? Okay, I, I might get AIDS. <laughs> you 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 get the, <laughs> yeah, I got the coronavirus and I contract AIDS, <laughs> or or pneumonia while <laughs> while you're at it as well too, right? Yeah. Exactly. You might get AIDS coming. Right, if you come down, <laughs> the other pandemic might hit you. You might catch AIDS. You know when you come into New York, that might happen. 
All yeah. right. All right. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Right. So anyway, anyway. All right. So okay. So let's let's get to this um this competition. So, you, you, so if you so if I and if I and if I if I lose, what happens to me? Nothing. You're. It's all upside for you. It's all upside for me because this is putting me on the spot. It's really difficult for me. Any, as no, if, if if um. There's a chance. Yeah, because a chance. No, because be, because if if I win, you're gonna, you're going to take me out on on the town, and like if I come down to New York, you're going to involve me in all the events. So I appreciate. Yeah, that. I'm, I'm going to take you out on the town. It's, it's really a, it's really a win win. This I'll is. Put you, I'll, I'll put you on the party bus with Lisa Ann. You know when she when she goes out with us, and you know. Yeah. You get all excited yeah. when you see her and whatever. It'll be great. Okay. So for, first one, here we go. Let's see if, let's see if this works. Let's make, make sure you play it loud enough. Right after I got here, I ordered some spaghetti with marinara sauce and I got egg noodles and ketchup. I'm an average that, that, buddy. Get to live the rest of my life like a schnook. Great movie, man. Great, great, great movie. We're doing right. 90s this time, by the way. Oh, you're, doing, you're doing all... Uh, you're doing, oh, uh, this you're is, doing this all... All 90s. Yeah, good fellows, good fellows, and that was uh, really Yoda. Phen- phenomenal movie. Great. Okay, okay. Next one. Are people gonna hear this? I hope people are hearing this all. Over. I hope so too. Put it right to the microphone. I heard it pretty good. So let's see. Go ahead. Now you got a corpse in a car, minus a head in a garage. Take me to it. Okay, that was Pulp Fiction, correct? Correct. That was a wolf. Make, be, he was a fixer, and that's Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that was Harvey Keitel. In Harvey Keitel. All right, so two for two. Not showing his cock, but he is still in that movie. Um, okay. What, what, what was that? What was that last comment you just made? Not showing his cock because that's what he, he likes to he likes to show his cock in movies. Is that really that, that that's what that's what he's known for? Sorry, yeah. I, sorry, sorry, I missed that point. I wasn't up on current events when I came to that <laughs> that's, part. But it's not a current. It's not a current. You know, you knew. Somehow, 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 I found that strange how you knew that, like off the top of your head. Harvey Keitel. No, I don't know why you're. I don't know why you've assumed that's a current event. The guy's like 80 years old. That's not a current. Yeah, but, event. but I'm saying, dude, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not upon these little pieces of trivia that involves actors' cocks like you are for some particular reason. I don't okay. know why. Like, go I, ahead. I don't know either. Um, okay. All right, here's another one. Who's in the box? Because I envy your normal life. Put the gun down, David. It seems that envy is my son. Oh, what's in the box? Uh, what's in the fucking box? Oh, I, I, it's funny you played that clip because I was just talking about that movie uh, to my stepdaughter the other night and her boyfriend. You know, say, you know, they're watching. They were watching. They were watching Uncut Gems. They were watching that crap Adam Sandler film. The other night, it's like you could be watching Seven. You should be watching Seven. It's a freaking awesome movie with Matt Damon, with uh, Matt, uh, Matt, Matt Damon. What am I saying, Matt Damon? With um, Brad Pitt and 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 uh, Morgan Freeman. It's a phenomenal movie, right? So, yeah. Seven, a classic. People should be. If people haven't seen Seven, you gotta see Seven. That movie yeah. will creep you out. It was so well done as a thriller. Uh, one of the great, phenomenal, really underrated movie, right? Did you see? You saw that movie? Yeah, I've seen all. I've seen all the movies that I'm playing. Anything, oh, anything I'm playing, I've seen. Like you've actually not- seen. Yeah, I've seen, all, I've seen all these movies. Yeah, all what's right. in the box? Yeah, it's awesome. So uh, right. good. So we're three for three. Number four. Wow. Your money. You're so fucking money. That's it. Yeah. I didn't. I couldn't hear the whole quote. So okay. it was very short. Okay, I'll go again. Say it again. Your money. You're so fucking money. I don't understand the first words the guy's saying. Can you read? You want to read the quote to me? I'll read. It. He's like. Mike, I'm telling you, your money, you're so fucking money. Mike, your money, you're so fucking money. That's that's a 90s movie? 1996. Money is so fucking money. I right, play one more time. Okay. I gotta get this one. Mike, I'm telling you, your money, you're so fucking money. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, I would have got this one. 
you would have gone, <laughs> yeah, it's more your era there. 96, Mike, I'll tell you your money or so. So he's saying, Mike, what is he saying again? Mike, I'm telling you, your money, you're so fucking money. Oh, man, I'm going to be pissed when I hear what this movie oh, is. Yeah, you're going to be pissed. When I know this one. Damn it. 1996, Mike, your money is so fucking money. All right, play, play me, can, can I come back to that one? Can you play me the fifth one and I can come back to this one? Yeah, you want to play the fifth here? Okay. Play me the fifth one. All right, I'm just looking for it. There's a bunch to choose from. I'm not Googling it and I'm not looking anything up right now, so just so you know that. Uh, I, don't, I play fair. I'm just going <laughs> to okay. I admit trust. If, I don't, if I don't think of it, I'm, I'm going to admit it, so go ahead. I trust you. You don't hear me banging on my computer like I hear you clicking when you're looking things up or whatever. So. Okay. And at, at 210 in the morning, uh, you know, corona, coronavirus time, uh, I'm uh, Eastern time, coronavirus shut-in time. I'm not knowing that. So play me the other one. All right. You said you. So I thought you had these queued up that you knew what they were. Let's well, go. Just, uh, okay, here we go. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't see that movie a lot of times, you know. Um, but um, um, the hell, I know the movie. Um, so what is it? Um, oh, you're not going to be able to tell the title. You get I know five, the title. Five, I, well, I know who it is. Like McConaughey, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Days and Confused. Days and Confused. Yeah, 1993 movie. I actually thought that was older than the 90s. Days, Days and Confused. Yes. Like about the school girls. Okay, okay. I'm not going to play the other one again because um, you've heard it three times. You're running out of, you're running out of plays. Um, so the one, you're so fucking money. He's going, Mike, your money. You're so fucking money. Oh. God, I know what I, I know what I and I, I I'm gonna be so pissed when I hear this damn thing. Damn it. Now you're not gonna be coming to New York if I don't get this. Shit. Mike, your money. You're so fucking well, people don't want to hear me trying to guess and think this, man. And no, they, uh, they don't. That's why you gotta stop. They don't. So so I I'm I'm gonna have to say just tell me what it is, because I'm I'm not okay. gonna hold people up and bore them to death. Okay, you're not gonna even put a guess out there. All right, I I will guess if you just give me play it one more time. No. No? I'm not playing it one more time. <laughs> Mike, your money is fucking money. Oh, I have to think of the movie, man. It's not gonna come to me. I, I'm not gonna bore people. Maybe, maybe it's it's, it's ironic because your name is Mike and you're you're not fucking money right now. Right, exactly. It's it's ironic that you know I can't get them all. I thought it was pretty good. Nineties and then this is my my full era, like the eighties are. But you know, I know uh, it's not you know it's not magic. Not not as magic Mike. Actually, speaking, those, speaking of irony, I'll give you another one. Here's, an, here's another clip. It's not magic Mike exactly. <laughs> Greg, Con- I saw that movie many times. Con Air, and that was uh, Steve Buscemi doing that from Con Air. That's, so. that's irony, too. That was, that was the, yeah, that's irony. The movie that you didn't get from 1996 was Swingers. That was Vince Vaughn talking to John Favreau. Swingers, okay. You know, I, I, mean, you know, I have to admit that I, I don't remember even seeing Swingers. You haven't seen Swingers. I know it's, I, know it's uh, I, I don't think I remember ever seeing that whole movie. I may have seen bits and pieces, but I haven't seen. So I would, I'm, not, I'm not that upset because I don't think I remember seeing Swingers. Okay. It's based in, I think it's based in New York. Um, one of my favorite movies, actually. Um, the fact that you uh, claim to be well, a movie aficionado well, from the 80s and 90s, I think the fact that you have not seen Swingers ruins your credibility almost, well, I, almost yeah, entirely. Yeah, almost entirely. Yeah. Do you know how many movies I could tell you that you that you haven't seen compared to what I have seen? <laughs> you have, and that's all. That's all you guys do these days is watch movies. I don't watch. I don't really watch movies. 
Well, um, you know, look, you guys all have, everybody today has, there was no such thing back in the day to watch movies a hundred times. There was no Netflix. There was no Hulu. There was no the other services, whatever. You saw the movie when it came out in the movie theater and, then, and you had to pay for it multiple times to see it, right? And then if you're lucky, it came on with HBO. Home, it was called home, home Box. So it was the whole thing when you got the cable box. You know, that was it. HBO you, you, still you, exists. You know, I know that, but they used to call it Home Box. They used to say the whole thing out. They never said it was like Home Box Office Presents. Oh, the whole big oh, thing. Okay. You okay. Know, they said the okay. whole thing. And it was only Home Box. But there was really, or you had to buy, or you had to wait till the video cassette came out to, to buy it for like, when they first came out for $95. They used to come out at $95 and then, then they went down to $19.99. So, okay. if, if thanks for the history lesson. So I'm just giving you a little history lesson. Yeah, I gave you a history I, lesson I, about I Harvey Keitel. I, I got five or six. Not bad. Go ahead. I got five or six for the night. Everything. So I'm not. I'm not too unhappy about that. Yeah. Yeah. You got five out of six. You got. You got. You got the bonus one. So um, you're, you're still, still not coming. To, and you're still not going to come to New York. Well, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not obligated to come to New York, but I still might. You're not. Exactly. But uh, okay. So what are we wrapping the show up with now? Um, well, we're going to wrap the show up with your new Twitter handle. Okay. Would you? Well, anyways, you hear the latest news today also that West Virginia became the last state to get a confirmed case of the coronavirus. I saw, I was looking before, I saw they had zero last time I checked. Yeah, but they, 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 they were the last one. They had the first case today. And you want to hear a fun, crazy-ass fact of trivia. In 2019, okay, of, of, all, of all infectious diseases, West Virginia was the last state to have, was, a, was, a least, was at least the most healthy state for infectious diseases. So what's, what's going on in West Virginia? It must be all that coal they're inhaling over there. Their, their lungs are impervious to infectious disease or something. Because was, would you ever think that West Virginia was the, was the healthiest state in terms of imper, in, in, um, infectious diseases last year in 2019? Never would have thought about it. I don't know much about West Virginia myself. Yeah. Well, and, and the worst state was Mississippi. Go figure. Is it? A lot, a lot, of, chlam, a lot of chlamydia down there, apparently. <laughs> are, they, are they bad for coronavirus, too? Uh, maybe. Um, if you look them up, I'm sure they'll be up there. Well, I think New, York, New York's up there. New York, New York, Washington, California, Texas are the Jersey's. Uh, I think fifth, right? What is right now? So yeah, actually, the the city I was going to fly into when we, for the main event and was actually going to stay there in the hotel. Um, actually, got quarantined. It was one of the first cities quarantined. <laughs> there you go. See, it would have been it would have been a hoot if you were here during that period of time. Yeah, you know that you could, that you could have been there. Yeah, would have been, uh, been, been a blast. Yeah, but Mississippi was the least healthy state of infectious diseases because of high amounts of chlamydia, pertussis, and salmonella. So, what's going on down there? What's going on down there? So, but uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Okay. And, and, they, and they just heard also. I saw. On, I saw somewhere on Twitter that, uh, according to Science News, that they found that steroids are effective in, in, in fighting COVID. There's actually a measure. There's actually some preliminary doses of high vo- high doses of anabolic steroid use discovered to prevent and treat COVID nineteen. So I'm so I'm impervious. <laughs> I'm set. Mm-hmm. Right. I was, I was going to say, I have no fear whatsoever. <laughs> if that's the case, man, that's awesome news. I was like, this is great. So uh, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't it be great if the simplest thing, you know, that you, that you just you know, anabolic steroids, everybody can, everybody can walk around buffed and immune. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be amazing. Right. So mm-hmm. I'll just end the show with the, uh, the thing you want to talk about, my new uh, Twitter handle, which I'm going to be uh, premiering and changing my, changing my name to, um, uh, changing it to when we get done with the show. Yes, because you, we were asking for suggestions, but uh, no one cared, and they didn't see no one. Well, someone did care. I mean, and I, and I, I give props too because he listens. He's listened to our show, Anthony Gialdi, who I was going to meet at, for the first time. I'm the one I conned him into coming to Vegas and getting in a, getting into the Midnight Madness draft. He actually got a ticket. He's you know sold off his children and whatever else he did, uh, and uh, he he prostituted himself a little bit. I heard out from where he was coming from, a little prost- male, little male prostitution. 
and uh, he just got enough money together to come out to Vegas, and he was going to do the Midnight Mar- Man draft, be at the party, do a couple of little things, be out there for the first time. I was going to meet him, and it all went to shit. And uh, he said, you know, he made the suggestion on Twitter that it sounds like, you know, Mike being the unofficial official godfather of the NFPC. I said, wow, that sounds like a good idea. Because I've, and I think that I've been involved in the NFC long enough, BC long enough, and that this should be my Twitter handle right now. What do you think? So, so what? What's the so my Twitter? Are, my new Twitter handle is going to be at Godfather NFBC. That's what it's going to be. I like it. It makes a lot of sense. You're it, you're, you're Italian. Um, Italian. No one's know, cared. About, no one's cared about you for three three decades. No one's cared about me for three decades. How does that? How does that correlate? Well, then Godfather was in 1990, right? The, the third Godfather. Well, for, first of all, first of all, you just pissed off uh, <laughs> thousands of people right now across the across the Twitter sphere. You're out fuck, of your mind. Fuck Jaws and fuck the Godfather. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, you're just trying to say that to create a reaction. First of all, you, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, the Godfather I'm, I'm is, is considered by 99% of humanity to be one of the best films ever made. Okay, the first Godfather. And that was not in, I think it was 1972. It was not in the 90s, okay? The third one might have been the 90s, but 1972, I believe, was the original Godfather. The third, right? one, was, the third one was 1990. And, okay, what oh, was the first you, one? Oh, and, and you're getting mad at someone else for trying to get a reaction by saying something? Anyways, if they're, they're not. But, they're but, not, you're, they're but not, you're just doing it to create a reaction. They're not you're entertaining. Doing, you're just doing your shit to create, to create, to create, you say that to create a reaction. You know, you know you don't meet it. Right? I do, because I do. Know, I'm not saying they weren't good for their time, but right now I'm not. For their go- time. Well, since when is the Godfather a period piece all of a sudden? Okay. It's not. It it's transcends time. So many better movies than the Godfather that are, that, you, you, that, that you, are in the you, same you, genre. You can, you, can, you can say there's better movies than the Godfather. You can say that. All right. But you can't say it's not, oh, it's not a great movie or whatever else. Okay. You might lay I watch, I like good fellows more than Godfather. It's just being narrow minded. Just like some idiot that says Babe Ruth is the best baseball player of all time. No, he's not. Just because he, just because he, he was first, he was first, he was first mover advantages. As I said before, you can have a debate as to what, what some of the best movies of all time are, but in every list, The Godfather will be on that list, right? It's because you're drafting with idiots. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm talking to an idiot right now at this point that you're going to shit on The Godfather. But yeah, anyway, good, good, really, fe- good fellas, which I just played a clip from, The Departed. Um, you're gonna you're gonna try to tell me that The Departed was a better movie than Godfather. 100%, okay, uh, Goodfellas. You, you, you can you can you can argue for the younger generation that Goodfellas was a better movie than The Godfather. Casino. All those movies are better. They're Look, more, they're, again, they're more, they're you, more entertaining. You, if you didn't have a Godfather, there'd be no Casino. There'd be no Goodfellas. It it, it can't. It, it was a, it was a movie that was to set the tone for all movies like that. Okay, that, that set the groundwork for all movies. All movies try to be The Godfather. Yeah, emulate it was like, The Godfather. It was, like, it was like it was like spring training for all those other movies. Yeah. Okay. But I'm glad you. I'm glad that's your position. You're wrong, unfortunately. All right. But and, and people can say it, say this on Twitter when they hear this. So we'll see who's. We'll take a poll. Okay. That's out there, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll see who's right. So so just 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 so you can't complain about it. what what we're putting Godfather. Which one? But what, what was, what the, was first, the, the first the first Godfather. Versus okay. the three other movies that I said. I didn't say versus the three other movies. I'm saying I, I mean I look, I love Goodfellas as well too. I, I put Goodfellas right up there. And as right, you know, as a phenomenal, you know, movie. But again, as a work of art, Godfather was a work of art. All right, and you know. So what's, what, what's what's your what's your theory here? What's what's your? I'm not, I'm not gonna, look. I'm not trying. To, I'm not going to explain my theory to you right now. But this movie, this this show has already gone ridiculously long. People want to know what it's going to be. So I'm, I'm just a little background. People, if people don't know what a Godfather is in in, Trish, in Christian tradition, Godparents are the people who will, will assume um, basically, uh, you know, legal guardianship of their godchildren in case the actual parents die. 
So it's largely an honorary function nowadays. So when Greg dies, basically, you know, I'm going to be taking over part of the NFPC. You know, when he, when he, if he mysteriously dies in some way, I'm going to probably step in and take over. That's basically what's going to happen. Right. And obviously, the title, obviously. and the title conveys power, a sense of being a patriarch or, and maybe a wrathful deity. Okay. So I think all those things, when you, when you think of me in relationship to the NFPC, you think of power, you think of a sense of being like a patriarch of things. I, I, I kind of be like, a, I shut a lot of people into the NFPC and I, I shuttle them in and I, I, I nurture them along. And if they don't do what I ask, I end up killing them, things like that. And, and maybe a wrathful deity, you know, that, you know, that person you think of somebody who is a presence in there. I think that that fits me perfectly for the NFPC. So I think Greg will be fine with this. So from now on, you know, when I change my Twitter handle, it's going to be at Godfather NFPC. Much easier to remember than typing my own name at this point, as I said before. I think it works. Tying the whole Define, time motif. Define, define for me, Greg will be fine with this. What, what, be, what, is it, what does that mean to you? What do you mean? He'll be fine with me just using the, NFB, using the NFBC and saying that I'm the godfather of the NFBC. He'll be fine about that. You mean he just doesn't care what you do? Just like you hijacked draft champions and you, and, you, and you started a podcast about that, you know, and I'm sure he'll be fine. The understanding guy that he is. Right. For all that I've done for but him over is, the years. This, well, this is, we're doing good things for the NFBC in the, at this point. No, no, Anyways. we're not, we're not, we're not, we are not doing the things. I am doing great things for the NFBC. You're, you're assuming that, you're assuming that we is me and you know it. We is me and Craig and Mike Curland. Until I came onto your show. Okay. You were, you, you were this obscure by, I gave this, this, this podcast like personality. Okay. I gave it the NFB swagger, you know, that it has the personality that it has right now, the energy that it has right now. Right. The other podcasts are just podcasts you do in between my appearances. Right. You know, they're always just a build up to me being on the show. You understand that? You guys are not really NFBC veterans and people that have been that. If you were doing NFBC for 13, 14, 15 years and stepped in and started doing this, you say you just came out of nowhere, took the draft champions. Great idea. The, the first week that we did it, we had Todd Zola and Vlad Sadler on. Those are two big names that really, I think, helped us get off and get recognized. But they were not the godfather of the they, NFBC. They, 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 I don't think they want to be the godfather of the NFBC. They can't be the godfather of the NFBC. Okay? The they're not guys, irrelevant. They they're not, they're they not claiming to be, and they don't want to be. <laughs> they try to be. You're the only one that wants this role. You're, 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 <laughs> Wait, this, nobody, you're the only one that wants this thankless title. You're goes run, out you're, there. Mike, you're running unopposed here. Exactly. And no one would dare oppose, because if they did, you know what would happen, right? It's the, 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 it's the Italian way. Yeah, in Jersey way. You would drag with him if he dies. He dies. Yeah. Okay. No, you would. No, you would. You would. You would just get. You would just get a newspaper with a fish in it, right? So after the person would disappear, and then a, a newspaper with a fish would appear, and that would be the end of it. But quite frankly, you would never even heard about our, our podcast if not if not for those two guys coming on our show. No, I would forget. No, it, it, it was Sedler's bright idea to put the to get on the show. It was Sedler's bright idea to put me on Twitter. Strike one. Sedler's Sedler's idea to get me to come onto your podcast. Strike two. All right. That's what happens. So, you know, does, does, I, does, does Settler actually like you or no? No, he loves me. Are you, okay. are you kidding I know, me? I don't know. I, I, I haven't asked him. He, I haven't he, asked him. Yeah, myself. we're best. We're just best pals. Like I, I've, ta I've talked to Vlad on the show himself, and I've and I've had you on the show now five times. Um, and uh, it's my fifth appearance. I, I, my, I, this, this is my your fifth. fifth this, this is your fifth appearance. I haven't talked to Vlad about you. Um, and what did he say? In the glowing well, reviews. What no, did he say? I, I haven't talked to Vlad about you. Oh, then you should, I, you should. I haven't got his feedback on you. The only thing I've heard is that um, he he on Twitter is he I guess I think he endorsed you when when you when you spoke up or he spoke up. He said he said his exact words were he's insane but he's a good guy. 
That's what he said. So okay. he, 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 he criticized, we, we talked about this on, on episode one. So, so I, he, I sort of felt like um, uh, he, he's sort of fueling, fueling the fire. Uh, because he knows he knows you're the fire. He's throwing gasoline on the fire, saying like he want he, like he knows that if I have you on, you'll say something that's going to spark controversy. I I said conflict and controversy. That's what people want to hear on shows. They don't want to hear yes men and the same old vanilla crap that's going on. And also, you know, you get the entertainment value, or whatever, when I'm on, and you also get good input when it comes to fantasy baseball. You get the best of both. You get the best of both worlds. What else could you ask for? And it's not costing you a damn cent. You know, to ride on my coattails. So it works out perfectly. Works out perfectly. I think you just nailed it. I'll, I'll, why do I have Mike the Mouth on the show? It's a fucking good deal. It costs nothing. Costs nothing, right? And now, not only do you have Mike the Mouth, you have the godfather of the NFBC. So is it the godfather or, or godfather NFBC? Well, it's, well, the, well at, on Twitter, I, I, first of all, I, I'll be the, the godfather. And, and the ironic thing is I, I have a movie quote, uh, um, Death Calendar, and, and it says right now, and now we're, now we're on to the 18th, but, the, but for the Tuesday, when we started the show, the quote of the day on my desk calendar was, leave the gun, take the cannolis. What movie was that from? Um, I don't know, Godfather? Yeah, great, bing, bing, great. You, you had to think about that? Anybody who understands, everybody in the world out there, how, could you, how, do you, how would you not know? Phenomenal movie. And that movie was, by the way, improvised by the actor. He made that up. That wasn't in the script. Leave the gun, take the cannolis. So... Okay. And so, uh, so uh, but anyway, did, did but, but on Twitter, it's going to be on Twitter, it's going to be at Godfather NFBC. So if you're following, you know, my name, Mike Masato, it'll now be at Godfather NFBC uh, on there. And I'm going to update all that. So you can follow me at it's very much easier to follow. Um, but I, I, I'll be officially known once once Greg has a ceremony for me. And, and there's the rings given and everything else, the Godfather of the NFBC. Okay, it's, it's not, I just checked. It's not taken. So you must, you must have checked that already. Because I you, checked. Uh, yeah, I, I know enough ahead of time to check that. I don't know why anybody in the world would want to choose that. But um, yeah. I should, make up an, I should make up an account right now. Yeah, that would be, be nice of you to do that, Zach. That'd be great. <laughs> and, this, and, this, and this would be my last appearance. On I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to beat you to it. I'm going to make an, a Twitter account of <laughs> Godfather NFPC, and it's going to be following one person. It's going to be following Dexter the Cat. I, I knew that. I knew that was coming next. I knew. I, knew, I, I could see that coming a mile away. Yeah. That was that, that was going to be the case. So. Well, that makes mile sense. away. It make kind of sense. Makes kind of sense. All right. So well, well I, actually, actually, it's been a, it's been a wonderful show. Hasn't it been a wonderful show? It's been great. We got to end it now. You, you've uh, it's one of it's been one of our longer shows. I'm not editing this one. No chance. We, 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 there's so we, much. There's so much chock full stuff. So many stuff I didn't get to. You know? it's, it's fun filled and um, there's stuff that I probably should be editing out, but I just don't care. But what, 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 what needs to be edited out? Nothing. You're, uh, nothing. Really nothing. You resolve anything. Anything that people might take offense to is just really a good part. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to take offense to. People will, people will take offense to some of the stuff you did say. Maybe some of the stuff I said. I don't know. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck it. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, I am the Ripper Man, a local boy to my love, America's style, yeah, I am the Nexus One.